If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. You just found the most downloaded fitness, health, and entertainment podcast. This is Mind Pump, right? In today's episode, we answered live callers' questions, but this was after a 62-minute introductory conversation where we talk about fitness, current events, our lives, studies, and much more. By the way, you can check the show notes for timestamps if you want to fast forward to your favorite parts. Also, you want to be on an episode like this one? Email us your question at live at mindpumpmedia.com. Now, this episode is brought to you by some sponsors. The first one is Ned. This is full-spectrum hemp oil extract. You can use this for inflammation, euphoria, athletic performance, better sleep. It's got CBD and all the other beneficial cannabinoids in the hemp plant, including the terpenes. Go check them out. Go to helloned.com. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com forward slash mind pump. Use the code mind pump and get 15% off. This episode is also brought to you by Organifi. They make organic supplements for health, wellness, and performance. And right now they have the mind pump performance stack. With this, you combine the nootropic powder pure with their peak power supplement, which also has caffeine and other compounds to boost energy. This combo will light you on fire. It's awesome. Go check them out. Go to Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash mind pump and get that hookup, including our discount. Also, we have a new program, MAPS Old Time Strength. This is a strength training, muscle building program based on the workout techniques of people in the bronze era, late 1800s, early 1900s. Incredible feats of strength build muscle, burn body fat, work out differently. It's different than any other program you've ever tried. Go check it out and get it on sale. You can go to mapsoldtime.com, use the code OLD80 and get $80 off the total price plus two free eBooks, Forgotten Muscle Building Secrets, that's for free with this, and The Fully Optimized Life, which is uh, written by Jay Campbell. You'll get that for free as well. This launch sale ends August 27th, so take advantage. All right, here comes the show. T-shirt time! And it's T-shirt time. Ah, shit, Doug. You know it's my favorite time of the week. This week we have three winners, one for Apple Podcasts, two from Facebook. The Apple Podcast winner is Lexi Vonderheide. And for Facebook we have Cameron Gregg and Hannah Van Houten. All three of you are winners. Send a name I just read to iTunes at mindpumpmedia.com. Include your shirt size and your shipping address, and we'll get that shirt right out to you. There are three types of muscle contraction. There's concentric. That's when you lift a weight. There's eccentric when you lower a weight. Then there's isometric when you hold a weight steady. Guess which one will build the most muscle, the most strength, and activate the most muscle fibers in a short period of time, in a two- to three-week period of time, which one is going to yield you the fastest results? It's not what you think. Isometric contraction training yields incredible strength, activates the most muscle fibers, and people build muscle very quickly in a very short period of time by training this. And I can almost guarantee nine out of 10 of you watching this neglect that style of training. Implement isometric training into your routine. Watch what happens. It'll blow you away. I've heard you mention this before. Um, I, is that true? Like, yeah. is, there, is there research to support that if I took three different beginners 
that were all same level, right? So never trained or whatever, deconditioned. And we had two weeks and I do somebody, let's say, you know, uh, focused primarily on the concentric portion of exercise. So like Olympic type lifting, I guess. And then something that's focused on the eccentric portion. And then somebody just does isometrics. The isometrics will actually outperform. Yeah. Now the downside with, it's true. Now the, the downside with isometric training is the adaptation. Falls off fast. Very quick. Right, mm -hmm. right. So within the first like few weeks. That's why I said two weeks, right? So like if you were to hold, uh, let's say a heavy dumbbell. Okay. So like an old time strength, for example, the new program we dropped, there's a strength challenge called grit. And this involves isometric type contractions. So one of the extra, one of the challenges in there is holding a dumbbell above your head, staying tight and holding it uh, for time. So let's say you practice that. Okay. Today. Yeah. Like you really, really work on that. The next time you go to apply it, uh, or to test it, let's say four days later, significant improvements in a very short period of time. Very, very fast improvements. It's very quick to adapt. Very fast at adaptations. Again, the downside is the adaptations fall off if that's all you do. Right. But if you know how to program isometric training, because um, here's another thing, another attribute of isometric training that's pretty rad is that it doesn't cause a lot of damage on the body. So like if you were to rank those three types of contractions by damage and the amount of recovery required, uh, the most damaging is eccentric. That's lowering a weight. Then it goes concentric and then isometric. So isometric causes the least amount of damage. Um, it also activates the most amount of muscle fibers. So if they were to test how many muscle fibers you're activating, pushing against an immovable object as hard as you can calls upon more than the other one. It's ones. one of the most effective ways to raise uh, the amount of muscle fibers you can recruit. Yep. And that's the thing is like, it's all about like how much force you can produce. And so if you're not utilizing isometrics, you're not going to be as strong as you're, you potentially could be. Yeah. hundred percent. So along these lines, do you subscribe to the theory that most people that have a weak or under underdeveloped muscle is because they have a poor or weak connection at the end range of motion, like the full contraction. You remember when Ben Pakulski talked about that? Yeah, he did. He talked about like most people that have like a really weak or undeveloped muscle that they supposedly train, you know, the same type of frequency as others. And it's, it just doesn't pair, match up to the rest is because they have a really poor and weak connection at the end mm -hmm. range. Do you do you subscribe 100%. to that? Hundred percent. I mean, so I, I after he said that, right? Do you, I, I mean, you, I bet you thought back to how you train people with poor connection. Well, not only that, but um, you know, my calves have always been underdeveloped. That's an area that I've even when I put a lot of energy and focus on it, I'd still think, you know, yeah, I brought them up, but still they were in comparison to everything else. And so I started this a while back where I would do these isometric holds at the top of my calf raise. And I would just do them mm -hmm. in the shower in the morning. I gave that as a tip actually just the other day. And yeah. uh, someone asked about like tips for, for calves. And I said, the two biggest things that I noticed in gains in my calves was one was lifting heavy five by five was something that I just, I never did as a young kid. I assumed that, you know, I, I, I bought into the, Oh, you can like abs, you can pound them like crazy and you don't, you don't need it. Why would you do low reps, low reps, which is the opposite. Right. So I saw huge results from that. And then the other thing was isometric holds on, on my calves, just literally just standing up on my, uh, on my tiptoes and like creating a, a isometric contraction. Yeah. I remember when he told us that I immediately thought of when I would train clients who, uh, let's say had a tough time connecting to their glutes 
or their pecs or another muscle that- Yeah, you do like a floor bridge and hold and squeeze I would have the them top. squeeze it. Yeah. And then they would be able to activate and connect to it uh, much easier. I noticed this with myself with certain body parts. So when he said that, I was like, oh, that's weird. That makes total sense. Bodybuilders have used isometrics uh, for years. Unknowingly. Um, yeah. They pose. Well, you just posing. Yeah. yeah Practicing posing. Yeah. Um, it's so, and it is a type of strength. You can be really strong with concentric and eccentric contractions and then find that your isometric type uh, strength is severely lacking. You'll be holding something that's light and all of a sudden you'll start to fatigue and can't figure out kind of what the hell is going on. Um, but the fact that it doesn't cause a lot of damage and that it causes rapid gains in strength means that it's an easy thing to add to your programming. Because mm -hmm. when you add something to your programming, the, the, the number one consideration is how much is this going to compromise my recovery? And usually what happens is somebody adds something and it's too much because mm -hmm. they're probably already training kind of at that limit. With isometric training, that doesn't necessarily happen as easily. It's, e it's easier to program into your routines. It's a great way to start a workout. So like if you're trying to, let's say, get really good with your overhead press, uh, an overhead dumbbell or barbell hold or carry for a few sets. Let's say you hold a heavy weight for 15 or 20 seconds and really stay tight and, and keep everything fired in that position. Then go do your shoulder press. And what's weird is even if those isometrics fatigued you, like you did them, they were hard, you'll go do your shoulder presses and you'll notice that you're more connected. And in some cases, I've actually felt stronger. In some cases, I've got a lift to go up and wait because I did hard isometrics beforehand. And I'm assuming it has to do with the muscle fiber activation hmm. and the activation of my central nervous system. It's such a unique um, way to train the body in the sense that there's so many of those high performance attributes you're talking about, but also too, it's like one of the best way to rehab uh, and get yourself back up to strength and, and uh, to be able to have that kind of stability and control again. Like, uh, and this is like physical therapists know that. Um, and it, it's because there's just such low risk involved with yeah. it. And and it's so effective and, and you adapt very quickly and you gain strength very quickly. It's yeah. crazy that it fell out of favor because it's like- It's, it's not sexy looking. Someone's not moving. I That's know, but see. still though, it has such great benefits to the entire spectrum of, of clients, right? Like it, you could have someone extremely deconditioned that can't do hardly anything super valuable. You could be someone super advanced that is just struggling with a body part that's lagging and can't connect connect the dots and figure it out like super valuable. Like it just, it's so, or you have, you have someone who has a very specific injury so they can't live. I mean, there's so many applications to it. It's really interesting that you don't see a lot of it intentionally programmed. It was a favorite staple form of training during the bronze era of strength training. This was like always a part of, of their training. Okay. It was the form of strength training in ancient martial arts. So people look at martial arts and say, oh, they didn't perform strength training until much later. Yeah. Not modern strength training. They weren't lifting weights, but if you look at the way the Shaolin monks practice Kung Fu and train their bodies, you'll see lots of insane isometric type training where they're holding buckets at arm's length or in front of their body, or they're holding a, a tight pose and they're flexing in a particular way. And sometimes they do demonstrations where they'll get things broken over their back or whatever. But what they're doing is they're focusing on isometric contractions, on strengthening and hardening the body, supporting their bodies up by two fingers and holding that position. Like if you watch these old, Mar Mar Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee 
for a short period of time, popularized isometric training. In fact, there was a, a isometric training apparatus that he promoted for a very short period of time. It was literally a plank with two chains and a bar, and you could use this to do isometric. By the way, that's a very easy way to make a homemade- Yeah, DIY version of that is, is so effective. So effective. Bruce Lee was a huge proponent of isometric training, said it made him punch- uh, with incredible force and power and stability. By the way, it gives people an example of what I'm talking about. If you've ever taken a little bit of time off the gym, like a couple weeks, and then you go back and do your favorite exercise, and you notice the first one or two sets, you're shaky. You ever notice that? Yeah. Where you're doing the lift, and you're like, oh, mm -hmm. and you're like, well, this is so weird. Like, what's going on? And then after you do like two or three sets, it gets smooth. Mm -hmm. What happened? What happened? Why did it all of a sudden become smooth? Did I just build muscle right then and there? No. What happened was your central nervous system had to organize itself and then re in a short period of time, learn yep. how to fire with effective force for people who don't know, don't think that's important. That's the most important thing. Your central nervous system's ability to, to fire and activate muscles is probably one of the single most important factors when it comes to any form of performance, strength or athletic performance. And even when it comes to muscle hypertrophy, if your central nervous system does an effective job at really firing uh, when you want it to in an in a, in a efficient and powerful way, you're going to be able to target muscle groups and you're going to be able to trigger hypertrophy in more effective ways. Isometric training allows you to target this and focus this specifically um, and other forms of training don't. And if you look at people's workouts, they include zero. Zero of this kind of training. Um, I mean, the first program we put together that really incorporates a lot of this is, is old time. Um, and it's just, it's crazy when you look back at the way they train, they place, in fact, the first at home workout program that gained popularity nationwide. Do you guys know what it was? Charles Atlas. Charles Atlas. Yeah. Doug knows, right? Yeah. It was at the back of uh, comic books. He would mm -hmm. read it. Yeah, but was it isometric focused? It was all isometric. Charles. Oh, really? Charles you get Atlas. that in like sea monkeys. Yeah, that's the other thing that they would yeah. sell. Yeah. Or uh, x-ray glasses. Which we found out later. <laughs> yeah. or, or, was sea monkeys the ones in the bucket? Uh, Is that what that was? Were they? Yeah, they were like some kind of brine shrimp or something. Yeah, but, and you put uh, in water uh, and then you got yeah. Oh, no, I was thinking of what were the, like the that's monkeys, that toy where monkeys you lift in the bucket? A barrel of monkeys. Yeah, barrel of monkeys. That's what it was. Yeah, kids, we had shitty toys back then. Kids now. We're happy though. We used to play with sticks and we'd lay them down and you got to pick them up. Don't move the other stick. What was that? Pick up sticks or whatever? Yeah. These are old school toys. Did you see that that viral video I shared of of the uh, girl clowning on the 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 you know hipster kid that was talking about yes. us drinking out of the hose? Yes. Was that good or what? That yeah. was so great. <laughs> yeah, basically, why do you guys drink out of the hose? Why don't you go inside? It's like we weren't allowed inside. Yeah, we were <laughs> yeah, outside. We had to figure it out. That was it, dude. And parents had no idea where the kids were, which is yeah. totally true. Yeah. But yeah, so it was better. Charles Atlas put out a training manual, and he he coined. He, like he he created a term called dynamic tension. So mm -hmm. Charles Atlas, by the way, his real name was Charles Siciliano. He was a, a son of Sicilian. This is too hard to say. I know you yeah. can't say it right. So yeah. it's Charles Atlas, and he was just he, gotta throw that in there. Let I you just know. Had, you like that? Yeah. He, he was an rolls. Italian. Yeah. So he uh, he um, he coined the term dynamic tension, and what it was was a workout routine based off of isometrics, mm. and it was the first uh, like mail order popular workout program. In fact, it sold for decades. You could probably still find the app. So I knew like, that about Charles. I, was, I didn't know that the programming looked like that. It was that's, isometrics. Yeah. That's actually really interesting. Yep. There he is right there. Charles Atlas. Was Remember he the one? He was the first. Well, he's like one of the first, by the way, kind of cool, fitness, like influencer entrepreneurs. Oh, I wow. believe he was one of the first people to make a million dollars in fitness. 
if I'm not mistaken. That's pretty cool. Was was he the one that had those like unique cartoon ads? Where yep. they yes, kick, where they kicked the kick sand. sand on their face. Yeah. I so I wish we would have done that. We we had it made a long time ago, and we never went that direction. This would have been a great program. Yeah, we wanted the market. This marketing would have been a great program to it. do that with. Yeah. It would have been awesome to do old ads like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I, think, I still have that. I'll probably I'll throw it in. And do you still have that? Yeah, I have it. I'll send it to the. I was gonna say you team. had it created. Yeah. I know. I know. Doug, we I don't know if you could find out how many copies of. Charles Atlas dynamic tension program were sold. I'd love to see the numbers on that. Cause that was sold. I want to say at first in the thirties, maybe, I don't know. Maybe Doug, look it wow, up but for back. decades. That same ad, the same ad was in comic books and magazines for decades and decades and decades. And yeah. kids would, you know, guys would buy them to the point where it was such a popular ad. I was watching old Tom and Jerry cartoons with my, my toddler. I don't know if that's a good idea to do these. Have you ever watched one of those old? <laughs> they are so violent, like oh. like outrageously violent and hilarious. I mean, I love that my son likes all the old yeah. stuff. He likes all the old. He, have you shown him? Yes, he's the, seen all. He loves like everything old, like all eighties type yeah. of like, earlier type of commercial. Some or, of it was cartoons. definitely somewhat inappropriate. Like we're watching it, and like the the, the female cat walks by. And all the male uh, cats like start howling and like, yeah, like they're, they're smoking. Their the characters are smoking their cigarettes. Eyes just pop out stuff. of their head. Yeah, you know, like, smoking cigarette or like they're trying to commit suicide. There's one where he's like super depressed and he's trying to drink poison. It's like, <laughs> oh my god, dude! What the I hell is going on? Slammed with anvils. But there was one. Uh, there was one particular Tom and Jerry cartoon. I was laughing uh, and I was, it was so funny. But it's literally this was such a popular ad um, in in the just pop culture that they would make cart. You know, they would like parody it, right? So in the cartoon, Tom goes to the beach and he's with his girl trying to be cool. And yeah. then there's like this other cat that's like, uh, is a weightlifter and he's working out with weights and, the, and his girlfriend walks. So it's so funny to how they depict the girl. She just goes with the buff guy. You I know? Love um, it. I'm, at, I'm done with you. you know, Tom. <laughs> Homeboy just steal your girl. Yeah. And so then Tom's trying to like outlift him, and, but he's, you know, he can't. And then, you know, Jerry does the same thing and it's, but it's all based off of the, oh, that's the buff guy at the beach that kicks sand in, your, in the cartoon for people who aren't familiar, not the cartoon, but the ad. Um, there's a dude, he's at the beach with his girl enjoying himself. A bigger buffer guy comes over and calls it like points out that he can see his ribs. Your ribs are sticking out skinny or something like that. Yeah. Wow. Then he like kicks sand in his face. Yeah. He punks the guy. Here's the worst part. His girl leaves him for the buff guy. <laughs> <laughs> like the ultimate, like if you saw the ad, just don't share with the YouTube team so they yeah. can actually put it up on the video so everyone yeah. can see it. Cause I, I remember you had it professionally done. And yeah, then the yeah. guy goes home and he orders Charles Atlas's dynamic tension gets buffed. Then he goes back to the beach. That guy's with his girl. Then you yeah. punch him, right? And he, he punches him, knocks him out. And yeah. then the girl goes back. Goes like, back. With like, why don't you get a different girl? Bro. <laughs> that's the, what I'm saying. the whole, that's the craziest part of the ad. As yeah. Why? Like, forget as her. I'm looking at it. I'm like, Damn, bro! Like, screw her! Like, yeah, she just yeah. left She's you because a buff dude beat you up. Dude like that. That's messed up. So good though. Subconsciously, it gets like every young boy for sure. Oh, like every that. every yeah. kid that felt insecure. Yeah. Like, yeah. That hit me, man. When I read that ad, I was yeah. like, oh, did okay. you find yeah, out I how much he made? I, I did not. Oh, you can't find. I mean, yeah. can you look up like his like Charles Atlas net worth or what like well, or fitness I empire? I doubt they reported that a lot back then. Who knows? No, like there's got to be numbers. You think? Yeah, there's got to be. Yeah, there's got to be numbers. I mean, he's had paid taxes. <laughs> yeah, no. See, look, um, yeah, yeah, but one of the richers, richest, it said net worth of five million dollars. So. Yeah, back then, okay. five million dollars. Yeah, those falling. ads started in, in wow. the uh, the 1930s. Hold on a second. Wait, I want to read that. What does that say? Uh, I can make you a new man, two in only 15 minutes a day. <laughs> and it was dynamic tension, dude. It was yeah. a 15 minute day program too. God, why didn't we do that with Math 15? 
Shame on us. Yeah. <laughs> Shame on us for not doing that. Kind of cool, that. right? Yeah. Now, oh, power isotonics. That was another term for isometrics. Uh, yeah, isotonics. isotonics. Yeah. yeah. So it fell out of favor, which is stupid because um, for, for those of you watching and listening right now that are like fitness nerds, yeah. look up the studies on isometric training. They go way back. The Soviet Union had a lot of really interesting isometric studies back in the day. Because remember back then it was like, uh, you know, it was who was better in the Olympics was a way of demonstrating the power of your political system or whatever. So there were lots of investments into different methodologies, herbs, supplements, you know, even chemicals and isometric training, like the studies on them yeah. were remarkable. It's actually, it's, it, there's so much data to back up how effective it is. Uh, but I just don't think it's as sexy because you can't really sell yeah, fancy equipment around it or... Yeah, you know, like what does the video like look you're like? You're talking just, about with the chain and the yeah, um, yeah, and, and and the handle, but also too. Remember that that spring that they chest would, expander, chest expander, and they would just hold it. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, there was some interesting stuff. And then the one that would shake your stomach uh, to yeah. burn your fat. That I, was for that was love that. mostly for women. So gymnasiums tried to attract women, and they didn't use equipment necessarily, but they used these machines that would shake. They could wrap this belt around you, and it, yeah. my grandma owned one. Did I ever oh, tell you guys really? that? No way. My grandma owned one. Oh, and it, they threw it away. Do you know how mad I am? Oh, that'd be cool. But oh, you literally classic. would attach a belt to it, put it around, and you push, you hit the button, and it'd go. Yeah. And apparently it like helped burn body fat. And then there was these machines with rollers. So women would put their leg in it, and the rollers would like go you know, over <laughs> yeah. their leg to smooth out their. <laughs> <laughs> they you have know, ideas. I mean, you got to give it. You know where I, I wish I, I knew more about isometrics in my early years as a trainer because I, I would have seen uh, a lot of value in utilizing it when I had like training multiple people or groups. Yeah. That is something that I remember listening to. Because it's I, so safe. I shared um, the episode that Justin did with Joe DeFranco the other day talking about that because one of the things they talked about was the, the complexity of training a group of young athletes that are at all different levels uh, of fitness and, and like, and how do you do that? Like, how do you, how does someone not suffer? Like, how does the, you know, the advanced people not suffer from teaching very remedial beginner stuff? And how, how do the beginner people not suffer from you teaching way advanced stuff? And isometrics is a great way to do that. Yeah, isometrics man. will, will tax the advanced person equally as it will the person who's a beginner. Because it's all about effort. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's it's, what I mean. It's they the can, force you can control that. Yeah. Yeah. And, yep. and it's, and you add in the element of being able to walk around and critique it like in a group setting because you're doing these long holds. So it's not, it's, I mean, you have a group of say 10, 10 young men that are doing exercises and they're doing, let's say, bodyweight squats. It's like you can't possibly critique everyone's form because they're all moving. And so having them in a hold position, I could walk around and like adjust posture and tell them how to intensify. So like, I was yeah. lucky that to figure out isometrics to an extent on accident because when I used to go help my dad and go to work with my dad, um, I noticed, so right around when I was say, let me think I was probably 16 is when I started to deadlift and squat. That was, that was the summer that I gained like 15 pounds of muscle because I did those two exercises. And I remember I used to go to work with my dad in the mornings, uh, till about two or three or 4 PM. And then I'd go work out and you're, I'm tired from the work. It's, it's, you know, it's mixing cement, washing tools, bringing buckets back and forth. And I remember because I was, you had to hold buckets of mud and I'd have to carry them as I'm walking from where I mixed it to in the house we're working on or going upstairs. Oftentimes it was a suitcase carry of, of some type, one bucket, sometimes two. 
And so my hands, uh, and I would get blisters and all that stuff, right? But my hands got challenged isometrically. And I remember at first my workouts kind of suffered because I was so fatigued. But within, by the third or fourth week, I remember uh, my deadlifts would get better and stronger. And I, I, I wasn't putting two and two together until I stopped helping them in the summer. And then I noticed I wasn't getting the same benefits. And I remember thinking like, I wonder if it's because of, of holding the buckets. I also noticed there was in one particular place that we worked on, there was this really weird angle where my dad had to get in a position to throw some mud up and I had to hold, <laughs> this is the, the, the value of bringing your kid to work, right? You can make yeah. him do stuff. I had to hold the bucket up here while my dad was kind of hanging from a position and, and I had to hold it like this the whole time. Dude, anytime you have to hold anything overhead for any amount of time, that's like more than a second. You start to <laughs> find out real fast, like, Oh my God, this well, is getting ridiculous. I, I know what they say about like with guy, with boys, like don't make them feel like they need to whatever. There's some benefit to it too. Cause like I was there, he has his helpers there and my dad and you better damn believe I'm not going to complain or cry in front of these, these men. Cause I want to yeah. appear to be tough. So yeah. I would challenge myself. And then I noticed with my overhead press, because I was in this kind of locked out position, when I do a military press, and once I'd get past here, it was like, boop. It was like the weight just went up and I felt real strong. Yeah. And uh, I was connecting it to the isometric style, uh, you know, the isometric tr essentially training I was going I through. think that's part of why I love the Z press with the hold at the top so much. Totally. That mm -hmm. became like a staple movement for me and my clients because I think I saw and felt the benefits not just from that exercise being a good, challenging, good core strengthening, stability type exercise, but also the isometric portion of it where I would hold and stabilize at the top. I just saw huge benefits. With my clients, okay, here's something that I used to do that I didn't even realize necessarily why it worked. I just noticed that when I would do it, I would get a, a particular effect and then I would apply it to clients. Uh, and this is good for trainers. Sometimes people, when they shoulder press through the range of motion, they start to notice like, a little shoulder pain. And obviously it has to do with their uh, biomechanics and muscle control and connection. The shoulders are pretty complex joint, right? You have the humerus moving and then you have the scapula that's got to move along with it. And if they don't communicate properly, you'll feel pain in the back of your shoulder or in the front of your shoulder or here up towards where the, the clavicle, you know, uh, meets the, the, you know, the shoulder joint, the AC joint, I should say. And so I remember with clients, I would do like rehab stuff, you know, external rotation and we would, you know, get them and, you know, kind of stretch their arms out or whatever. And then I figured something out that was like, I'd say eight out of 10 times would do it by itself. Before we do the shoulder press, I'd have them hold dumbbells or a barbell. I'd put it in position for them at the top and yeah. I'd just have them hold it at the top. I'd have them focus on depressing the shoulder. So like packing the shoulders, keeping their head tall and just holding that for tension literally one or two sets of that eight out of 10 times I'd get rid of shoulder pain in a person that I was training just yeah. from doing something silly like that. Yeah, that, yeah. that was isometric. Yeah. yeah. You know, well, one, one of my favorite parts about, you know, this new program is that uh, we're, we're experimenting with that with barbells. So you get that longer lever to, to deal with, so which different. is like such a monstrous um, uh, thing to, to, to reckon with. And it's, it's like, I think a lot of people have known about isometrics, mainly body weight stuff, or like just holding weights in general. But to to have a one arm uh, grip where you're just holding a barbell at its full length, either at your side or overhead, is like in 
it, it's pretty enlightening to see like what happens in terms of like little bits of rotation that you got to account for yep. any kind of Leaks momentum. Of and yep. yeah, so you just, it, it, it's a completely different uh, way to test your body. Yeah. Well, you now actually, you're, adding, you're adding a stability component. You to are. It. And yeah. there's, there's also, you've told this story before and I'm sure you didn't even realize what the hell was going on uh, when you did this. You talk about how you were learning how to squat. I think it was, or bench press. You were working out with a bunch of stronger dudes, older guys. And they just told you to hold a heavy ass yeah, weight yeah. that you couldn't lift. Just yeah. hold it. Yeah. And they would say, oh, you'll get used to this. And then the other one will feel lighter. Yeah. It wasn't your perception. Yeah. You literally were able to activate more yeah. muscle fibers from just doing that. It seemed so stupid at the time, right? Like, yeah, because like, you, you can't make sense of it, right? Yeah, yeah. And I was a trainer at that time. Something like this. I don't remember reading anything about this. <laughs> this doesn't make sense. You know, this is like some old bodybuilder wisdom, you know, like, why am I doing or powerlifter wisdom? Why am I doing this? But I mean, I was sold because I noticed it after that. And then I did that with it everything It was literally else. just unwrapped I did that with bench press. I did it with, like, I did it with all my other big lifts. Uh, just have with when I had friends that would be there to spot it, it was just unracking it and holding it. Same thing with the bench press. I get a weight way more than I can handle and just boom, lift it off the bar and then hold and stabilize there. And, and that was before you would go into your lift. Yeah. And then you'd be stronger. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. No, mm -hmm. you could, you would notice a huge difference in that. You know, what's so. annoying is that we had all these, uh, hints, uh, on the benefits of it, but yeah. because it wasn't part of popular fitness, all yeah. of us kind of, yeah, my national it. search jumped right past it. We didn't, I didn't cover that national search. So stupid. I feel like national search should for sure cover this because yeah. of the should fact be that you could, one. you could yeah. apply it to anybody. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It doesn't. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. Speaking of things that don't make sense, why do you have a highlighter in your hat right now? What? <laughs> Oh. <laughs> coach coach justin dude i was just, just waiting i was just waiting for you to say something smart so i could you know highlight up, bro. <laughs> no i do i do that all the time i'll put like something in my ear and then i just forget all about it i'm doing like uh, some shooting today with eli so like i just you know go off the list two I, people two kinds of people walk around with a pencil or a pen behind their ear yeah. Which two do you, who comes to mind? Coach. And coach. I, okay, that's the third one, all right? So fine, uh, coach. Uh, then yeah, there's two others. What was the other one? Yeah, construction, coach. workers, oh, construction. always with a pencil. Uh, right. Okay. And then the third one, I can't believe you're not getting this, Adam. You're made disappointing me so bad right now. I, I, I can't think of someone besides a coach. Sales guy. Oh, okay. Always. Or spinning it in your yeah. finger, you would have that. And it's always a fancy pen. Right? I mean, I a always, had, with I always had a pen in my in my ear know, for yeah. sure. Yeah, no. I guess I check all those boxes. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you do it all three of them hey, at the same time. Why we're talking about hard shit, right? And, dude, let me, I watched. Is your digestion bad? I watched, <laughs> I watched a yeah, documentary Thanks, last Justin. night. Yeah. Which one? Uh, I think it's called Deep Dive. I think it was the, the name of it. And it was about free divers. Oh, and I was so me I was so unaware uh, to like what they do. Like, I mean, obviously, free diving. It sounds. I mean, it's pretty obvious. They dive as deep it's as they possibly can. It's one of the most dangerous sports there is, bro. They yes, like yes. they almost die every time. I know. Yeah. Like every time. I'm like, <laughs> they, they press limits, dude. It is. It is insane that what they the level they push these they they push themselves to. I know. Like they and how their bodies adapt. Yeah. Did they go into that? Everything. They went into the, the training of it and the working up deeper yeah. and deeper. Their heart rate slows down. So it's here's, weird. Here's the other thing I didn't know. Like, okay, and I don't know if this is obvious to you guys, but um, I didn't realize how they get to this, like how they, they don't have to kick after a certain level. After 30 meters, you no longer have to swim down. You it just, just drops you? you. It pulls you down. Wow. Yes. The pressure. Just yes. Oh, that's terrifying. I know. Oh, that's scary. I, that, I just, it, that never occurred to me that like when I first saw the very first clip I saw them, I'm like, I was telling Katrina, I'm like, how, what's going on right now? And she's like, what? I'm like, 
do you not notice he's not kicking or moving and he's sinking like pretty quick? And I was like, it, I said, it must have something to do with the pressure. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. The deepest. D you know what's crazy too? So This story, by the now, way, is free diving insane. is where they don't use... Um, nothing. Nothing, okay. They don't have anything. Now, they have, they have, do they have to pause they, they have at to stages? They breath for... Okay, so they don't have to do that one. No, amount of time. No. Okay. They work their way down. So they, they have, like, for competition, they have these long ropes that yeah. they measure the bottom. Yeah, they have yeah. to come up with a tag or whatever like that. And before they go into the dive... Oh, but you, you're about to see... Okay, so you see right now, they're, like, kind of pulling. Yeah. And then they, once they hit about 30 meters down... Yeah. Just, then, then the rest of the way, they're just, just like they're free falling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, Do you know that, that there's a there's a there's a a group of people, there's a a culture of people that through hundreds of years, their bodies have adapted to be phenomenal at this because they Egypt. live on the ocean. They're Egypt. called mermaids. No, <laughs> what? They're in Egypt. <laughs> what are they? Yeah. There, there's a it's a where they live on boats where they well no they don't live on boats but they live right on the water and there's a like there's no a, there's a group of people and they might not be who you're thinking because uh, I didn't I wasn't familiar with them in Egypt where they literally live on boats and that's what they do uh, and they, and what is the it Bajo people of Southeast Asia yes uh, do you know that they did studies on them. And they find that they have their lungs, their- Do they have like web, webbing they in don't. there? No, that's, what's that movie? <laughs> yeah. Waterworld? Waterworld. Well, they almost- Gills behind so their ears. They literally, okay, almost every time when they're training, especially when they're training to break a record, they they go out, like literally fucking black out. And on, on, if they do did not have a, a yeah. medical team right there, would die 100%. Wow. Like yeah, they're, they're gone. Now, so what's it called? Is it called the bends or something when you come up too quick and you don't depressurize? So that's not or? with free diving, apparently. That's oh, where really? they where okay. they dive for distance, where they can use equipment. You'll dive, they'll dive so deep that the pressure will uh turn will liquefy gases that we naturally have in our blood. So the pressure will turn, I think it's nitrogen that'll liquefy and dissolve in the blood. But then if they come up too fast, the the nitrogen will release into a gas again, but yeah. in the wrong places, and it's called the bends, and it could fucking kill you. Well, so that's why, so what I, what I also didn't register for me is like, I'm like, man, why would they not have like scuba gear diving people right away? The scuba people cannot come up as fast as a free diver can yeah. come up. Uh, so you can't have like a scuba person help a, a yeah. free diver to get up. So you have to have other free divers. And that must be why. And, they, and that's why, yeah. because of the-, the, the Cause they're constantly do, bringing, breathing oxygen. Yeah, and, and those something to do with the pressure. And yeah. like, so I, cause that didn't make sense to me either. I'm like, yeah. why wouldn't you have scuba people that are gonna help these people? But no, they're all free divers that are supporting each other. The bends is an illness that arises wow. from the rapid release of nitrogen gas. Okay, so good. From the bloodstream and is caused by bubbles forming in the blood and other tissues when a diver ascends to the surface. Yikes. Uh, but when you got this this girl in this documentary is hitting 104 meters. Oh. Over How many 300 feet, feet under it, underwater. You ever dove in a pool that's like 15 feet dive? Scary. <laughs> hey, your ears get all weird and it's like it feels weird to go to the difference of going down you're to like a, in another planet at that Yeah, point. that's like yeah. 14, 15 feet. I forget what like your Olympic deep, deep pools are. You ever like. get in the bottom of those pools, look around and you get that fear of uh what's that? It's like not claustrophobia, it's the opposite. Where you're in like a too big of a space. Oh, you ever yeah, do that in an ocean where you go under and you look out and you're like, oh crap, this is way too big. I can't see. This, I mean, something yeah. I I just had no idea about as a sport and the level that they push themselves up to. So they have like um on their on their and they have like these these uh, uh safety teams 
that are all like really good free divers too. And they have everything like they're checking, like, okay, they, how many minutes they've been underwater. Okay. Yeah. She's been under for two and a half minutes. She should be this far coming back. Now the other free diver goes to, to make sure that if she's having any problems and like, I'm talking more than half the time they're coming up and the, the, and the, they start and to pass out. They can't touch them. Right. Or else they're disqualified. Right. So the, the safety guys are like floating, watching like their, their body language. Wow. And then all of a sudden you just see them go limp and then they grab them by the throat. So they don't allow any water to, to come in. They grab them by the throat and they help swim them up, bring their heads out. And they're just, they're fucking dead, bro. They're wow. like, they're, they, and they do, and then they you know, blow in their mouth a little bit, get, they come to get some oxygen on them, and then they, they come back to life. And then they go back and brain. do it again. Yeah. It's not, it's right? not good for your brain. It can't be. Old no, well, so there's a, they, there's a, a point, a two minute cutoff. So if they, that's why they can safely do this, is if they get to that point, and the, it's, I think it's two minutes that then there's serious brain damage, brain damage that can happen. But if they can, if they can get, so, a, get oxygen to the brain within that time, supposedly there's still cumulative. Oh yeah. No, there's damage. Well, and, but it's not to the brain. It's mostly to the lungs. Hmm. So as long as you, again, you do what I just said is that the, you get them oxygen within a certain amount of time, then, then the, 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 the risk in the brain damage is not very high, but in the lungs, it's accumulative. Yeah, but no, even with the brain, but over time. So I know in old school judo, uh, before it became a really popular sport, judokas that would, you know, because they had that fighting spirit, so they wouldn't tap out when they get choked. So they get choked to sleep often, started to develop something similar to punch drunk. So like where boxers start to slur and stuff like that. And these yeah, I can't imagine things. it's good for you. No, no. I mean, have you guys ever been choked just, out or passed out like no, that? No. Uh, Remember no. that phase where you oh, yeah, the kids time. would do you guys the, didn't do that? Where you intentionally yeah, pass each get, other out? Yeah, I, I got choked out one time for fun. <laughs> it that was is. not fun. <laughs> <laughs> I, you have to watch. It's I don't, don't want to. It's weird. This, this, this documentary has a really crazy story to it. So I don't want to ruin the story because like I, at the, at the way it ended, I was like, oh, Fuck! I didn't see that coming. Wow. So worth watching it, yeah. Because it's all about this this girl that's basically breaking a record that that has stood for decades by this other female yeah, I'll have diver. To watch that. It reminds me of when I I watched the documentary. It was about um, cave divers, and so just that the freakiness of the yeah. claustrophobic. So it's the opposite. It's more less expansive, more like super tight, confined areas that they have to navigate through. And then there was this like famous story of um, all of these, like the world famous cave divers, like the best ones possible. I don't know what part of the world it was where they had that crisis where oh. people got stuck in the caves and then they had to like, you know, hi like where basically bring Thailand, I believe. Oh, yeah. I think it was the Was it the miners? Was yeah. it, uh, or was it no, it was a group a of students. So there's a famous place that it sounds like you're alluding to it in Egypt, which is where they have this underwater arc. And, and you have you have to go down uh, eighty meters, horizontal thirty meters, oh and God. then and then like back up while you're underwater. Yeah, free diving. <laughs> yeah. That sucks. And you and you go under this like in this cave, no and you can't. And that's how this whole this whole thing is building up because there's only been one woman in history to ever be able to to, to do this. Yeah. And she, how many people have died trying? I wonder. Tons. There's yeah. tombstones all oh over the God. coast. Of, me of the memorializing only, all the people that have attempted it. The only sport Ooh. that I have to that might be comparative in terms of how many people die is that stupid sport where people oh, jump the, out the with the squirrel suit. Yeah, yeah, they die all the time. And yeah. I, I watched a documentary on it. At the end of the documentary, they're like, "Yeah, oh, you know, condolences to the like, following people." And there were the ones it was like seventy percent of them in the film died. Died. 
was a trip crazy. to is a lot of these. And again, I didn't it just for some reason I thought with the amount of body fat we have on ourselves and with the amount of uh, air you're holding in, I just assume you would always like kind of float to the top. Yeah. But once you hit that below 30 meters, like you are just like, you're just dropping to the That's, bottom. Yeah. So if you, yeah, if you end up ingesting air or, or water, you're yeah. gone. Yeah, and you, you don't come up. Yeah. Like you're you don't float food. to the top later. You're all the way going down to the bottom. You're going to feed the, yeah. the coral. What's up, You're, you're like Jack in uh, the Titanic. I, uh, you know what's interesting about um, swimming and stuff like that? It's the one category of sports where if you're really good at it, you're not going to have a lot of carryover to other sports. In fact, you're probably worse at other sports. You guys ever read about that? So the things that make you really good at swimming, yeah, like really good at swimming, okay. not like you swim and like get better. Michael at Phelps, swimming. good, yeah, okay. Like if you, well, if you probably, has no translation. If you have the polymorph, yeah, if you have the polymorphisms oh, yeah. and like the genetics, like the short, skinny legs with yeah. the big, wide yeah. back and yeah. long arms. Like yeah, there's not a lot of sports. Yeah, like, yeah. If, you get, <laughs> like yeah. if you get like a world champion, weird. like cyclist, he'll perform pretty well at like running, jumping, sprinting, all that stuff. You get a really, really high level swimmer. Swimmer. Yeah. Not now. This doesn't mean that swimming makes you bad at stuff. Everybody could get better fitness. No, than swimming. it's the type of body type that. Yeah, excellent yeah, swimmers. I get, I get you put them saying. on land, and they're like, it's like taking a fish. Well, which, uh, which, what, yeah. and the easier yeah. way to say that is basically breaking down what I just said, which is exactly. the body type that like Michael Phelps has. Like that isn't advantageous for any land sport. No, like, have you ever no, seen? A, there's no, there's no benefit to having short, torso. yeah, short yeah. little narrow legs and hips with a big, huge back and long arms. Like, yeah. there's not another. Sport have you ever where seen that? that? There's a picture. It's a famous. You're picture. like a goalie, maybe. <laughs> no, because then you have the legs, bro. Yeah, then you, oh, yeah. you still have <laughs> short <laughs> <little> <laughs> legs. Yeah. Um, there's I guess not. <laughs> there's a famous picture that went viral a while ago where it had a picture of Michael Phelps standing next to a world marathon racing. And champion. The, they're the opposite. One Michael has Phelps super is long like legs. six something. The other guy was like five nine. Yeah, they had the same length legs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. Can you imagine buying pants if you're Michael Phelps. He's like yeah. six four. He's like, yeah. I'll take a twenty eight. Yeah, <laughs> length, please. <laughs> Come People again. Confused. Yeah, <laughs> just fall, falling off because you have no butt. because yeah. apparently that gets in the way oh, yeah. of uh, of your swimming ability. Yeah, that's anyway interesting. So I wanted to talk about a recent conspiracy theory that's weird. Okay. Uh, Before okay. we do conspiracy theory, we have ads today. What's our ad? Our ads oh, today? We, oh, we'll get there. smash them in with the conspiracy. Well, all right, fine. Look, you know what? I'm gonna talk about because I had this up to talk about, so we'll go there first. Then, X, there, there, I just read some studies that show that uh, you know how people talk about the runner's high, yeah, or the euphoric feeling they get from training. Um, they for a long time it gave attributed that to endorphins and stuff mm -hmm. like that, but it's not. It's actually your body is getting high off of its own cannabinoids, endocannabinoids, yeah. ones that we make. Yeah, there's one in particular called anandamide, which, by the way, we didn't discover cannabinoids that the body makes until we studied marijuana because we wanted to figure out how the hell this is endorphins. So, okay, so you're saying that's not the uh, the real benefit. It, it, is it adrenaline that promotes endorphins? Like, what's that mechanism? Google endorphins so we can list. But yeah, yeah so you I, know what? Just you saying that it makes so much sense on why. And this happened like maybe a decade ago or so when it that's started. Crazy is the movement around uh, like ultra marathon runners and and marathon runners uh, like getting and, high? Yep, and mar marijuana. Smoking yeah. weed. It makes sense now, right? Correct. Because I remember that became like huh. a movement. There was like a lot of controversy around it because it was still early on when like cannabis was being accepted, like widely accepted. So. Endorphins, I believe, are okay. So let's see uh, a number of physiological functions. They are peptides. Uh, okay, so they're opiates. 
So uh, endorphins are chemicals that are released that act on the opiate receptors. That's not what's happening huh. with the runner's high. The runner's high is due to the body releasing its own endocannabinoid called an andamide. So again, we we were trying to figure out how marijuana works and we saw that there are these compounds called cannabinoids. We're like, okay, it must be these things, but what are they attached to? That led to the discovery of cannabinoid receptors. There's two of them, CB1 and CB2 receptors. One is uh, in more in your body and, and other one much more in the central nervous system and the brain. And then they saw those and they said, oh, we have these receptors. We must make chemicals that attach to these. Otherwise, we wouldn't have these receptors. And then they discovered uh, anandamide, which is a, a, an endocannabinoid. So in these studies, they show that long duration type exercise or intense exercise, your body will release anandamide as, a, as an anti-inflammatory performance-enhancing effect. So then theoretically- so it's literally released to make you perform better. So wow. theoretically then taking something like the, the NED stuff Correct. before you did like something like long distance running Correct. should potentially increase stamina? So the only time I've ever noticed per, per, personally performance benefits from cannabinoids was when I was doing something like that. Long distance. Like long hikes, yeah. when I would train for- It's funny because I have too, but I always nerves. I attribute it to what it did mentally for me. It would take me somewhere else. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, like you- Like I, when you're snowboarding. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, more I, flow state or something. Yeah, I didn't think that there was something- yeah. I didn't yeah. think there was something actually chemically happening in my body that gave me or made me perform better as far as endurance. I just assumed it was like, oh, I'm distracted and I'm in my thoughts. It's pain, so then, it's pain relieving, euphoric producing, anti-inflammatory, and probably- through that subjective process, right, of, of feeling all those things, improve performance, which again, now some studies are showing for certain types of athletic endeavor, the performance is better. Just goes to show, like, this is such new discovery with cannabinoids, like, yeah. in, in the receptors, like, what, you know, our bodies, obviously, we've had it the, that entire time. We just haven't studied in that direction. I yet. don't know when that study came out, but I do remember when it became really popular for the marathon runners. It'd be interesting to see if they found it first, and then it led to the research around it versus the other way around. What do you mean? I mean, I remember them doing that a long time ago. So I don't know what the study that you're oh, touting yeah, like right anecdotally, now. Anecdotally, they were like, oh, oh this yeah. yeah. my run. So what I, I, yeah, that's what I'm saying is I, I it's like, I, I wonder if there was a huge population of, you know, runners uh, that were doing that and claiming this helps that then led to the study, not the other way around. Not that we studied it yeah. and now all these runners are doing so it. So if you believe if through athletic performance, you guys, I, I know you guys will uh, totally agree with this. If you think your state of mind um, contributes to better or worse performance. Well, um, well, that's how they work yeah. because these cannabinoids they have neuromodulating effects. That's not a belief thing. That's a fact. Brain. That's a fact. Yeah, yeah that's a fact. Yeah, I mean, that, they cover that in that documentary, by the way, too. Is uh, you know what helps this girl break the record without spoiling it is that you know she's calm. She, she yeah, like she, uh, the guy who trains her who ends up falling in love with her. It sees that her process of getting ready, she's she gets angry when she can't, she couldn't hold her breath and do stuff like that. And the the mental thing was what was fucking. She had no idea. It wasn't her mechanics. It wasn't yeah. that. It was that her state of mind going into the dive was fucking her. Was keeping her from breaking those records. And then they unlocked that when they figured out how to calm her down and be more focused. Isn't that crazy? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very interesting to me. All right, so let's talk about the conspiracy theory weirdness. First okay. off. Uh, <laughs> Well, this has to do with the crazy fires. That Is this, oh, the one I said oh, to Maui. Maui, man. Yeah, no, dude. Our, our condolences for, for I, those families for I mean, sure. Just a, what a terrible, yeah, it's terrible awful, travesty. Man. Awful to see that. Lots of conspiracy theories surrounding it. Lots of like, you know, oh, look at all these 
you know, wealthy celebrities whose, you know, properties weren't touched and all the stuff you read in social media. One of them is really weird though. There was one where I saw videos, uh, and this was before the fires, okay, where there was like a grid of lasers coming down from what looked like to be satellites. This was legit. In Hawaii, there were lots of people filming this. Maybe Doug can confirm this. These lasers didn't start fires or anything, but it was very strange that people saw this. They filmed them. See, look. They came off of a. They came from is a Chinese real? satellite. Hold on, who's published that? Is this who is that that publication? New York Post. February New York Post. New York Post. They're super yeah. trustworthy. Yeah. Well, hey, look, <laughs> look at the grid. Experts had say some questionable articles. <laughs> no, well, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Experts say green laser beams spotted off Hawaii came from Chinese satellite. Dude, read read down a little bit. What does it say That's there crazy. about the experts or what was so? This was filmed by lots of different people. How many months ago was it? Looks where like they're they shooting flew it from the, the balloon moon. over the United States. Yeah, and then you know, like yeah, it's again. What is that? Uh, oh, expand on that. That was January twenty eighth. Yes. So um, scientists at the National Astronomical Observatory of Japan tweeted, so they tweeted, scientists, this is actually official, that the space agency's Subaru Asahi star camera on Mauna Kea captured green laser lights in the cloudy sky over Mauna Kea, Hawaii on January 28th. The lights are thought to be from a remote sensing altimeter satellite. It's a Chinese satellite uh, called ISAT. Wow. And so Dude. what is the satellite supposed to do? Well, I mean, there's thoughts that they have. Well, there's like energy weapons that, that are being created with satellites. Or the, yeah, it the says it's a NASA craft. Okay. So this is all speculation. Yeah, all no, speculation. no, no. It says a correction that the most likely candidate was a Chinese DACI-1 satellite. That they ran a simulation of satellite trajectories and they were pointing it at Hawaii. And then, of course... Not that long after we had those crazy fires, so people are trying to connect the two. Well, there's a, there's lots of weird factors to this whole thing. It it so what I, I I wanted to know what the official report was like and and how the fire started. So it was so what they said was there was a hurricane offshore, right? Which then had like whatever gale force winds that yeah. were blowing and 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 coming off of off of there and directing through. Uh, apparently this specific area, which then knocked down power lines and whatever. Um, so actually Courtney's one of Courtney's friends flew in uh, 10 minutes before all this happened and, and they, they landed 10 they, minutes before the fires, 10 minutes before the fire, oh, actually shit. maybe 20 because they got their luggage, all that right. stuff. And then they went into the parking garage and then within, you know, a few minutes when they're in the parking garage, there was a fire, like just a fire storm that just swept through and it was windy and everything for sure. But, uh, just the, the speed of it was just like, it, it was unreal. And, and two it, so I, I tried to, I'm like, is there any like hurricanes that don't have any rain? Like, so was there, I, I'm not too sure that this whole thing had a lot of rain that followed it either. So this yeah. was just like a, a directed wind, uh, gust that, that came Dude, through. Dude, I saw some of the saddest videos. There was like families filming. They were in the ocean with their kids and grandma oh and God. dad. Yeah. In the yeah. ocean swimming, watching the fire because they couldn't get on, back onto shore. So they're literally staying in the ocean to stay, to stay safe. Did yeah. you see that one church that survived? No. Oh, you didn't see that? No. Oh, that was pretty wild. 
Like, the, the, in the, there's like a, a like everything else around it. Like so. li- literally, the perimeter of the property is burnt to crisp everywhere else, and the church is like completely. Weird. I know. You saw that in the Paradise Fires too. It was interesting. You'd see like randomly a few, um, bi- like houses that were just like completely untouched, and you, it was just so bizarre you know, how I, it all moves. I have a family member that grew up in Paradise. Yeah, me too. My grandma's house was there. She you, moved like close to us at a home right uh, before all pe- that happened. People don't realize that. City is gone, gone. Yeah, wiped you can't bring it back. Map. Yeah, it's gone. There's no no longer there. And my, like a ashes. friend of mine grew up there, went to high school there, mm-hmm. the whole deal. I used to, yeah, I grew up going up there all the time. Crazy. So, yeah, it was really sad. So, yeah. what is the thought that's going to happen to Maui? Because this is like one of the most traveled areas of of. You Maui know what too. sucks about this? It's all okay. Of course, it's going to become politicized uh, yeah. on, on all angles, but it really looks bad for the administration who's in power now. Yep. Because when you're in power, you have look. If you're a boss, some shit happens to your company. Whether you're directly involved or not, ultimately you're the leader. You have to take responsibility, or that's the first rule. That's the first rule. That's the first rule. Leadership. Everything is my Everything's fault. Everything's your yeah. fault. Yeah. yeah. So, so this happens, and and this is going to be hard for the administration to counter the hundreds of billions of dollars that they're dumping into other countries like Ukraine. Yeah. And they. They, I don't know how much how they gave the residents. Close. I think yeah. they gave them seven hundred dollars each. Okay, so I, I heard I, something. I've about seen that. all this stuff on that, and of course, that's the the opposite side that wants to hammer the administration. Now, is that just because it's just now, and like, what will happen in the leading? Like, I don't know. Yeah, because what, what depends I mean, on the political pressure. That's that's my opinion. Yeah, right. So I mean, uh, you know, initially that's all they've they've given over there, but I mean, very easily they could pass something else that ends up sending a bunch of money over there in the next couple Hopefully. weeks. Well, and I know too that land was owned by you know the people that uh, grew up on the island and it was they like, don't want to give it up they don't want to give the it up developers and, that's what this that's a story right and there was even the, the well even the mayor was starting to talk about like honoring people that died by making it like public land and like all this and so like it's state grab yes oh, yes wow. and that's that is like a massive problem like this is their land and now all of a sudden like it's the government's kind of stepping in and absorbing it uh and so um Again, this is somebody I want to give a shout out to at the end, but there's there's a lawyer right now kind of going through uh, to to file lawsuits so they can try to firmly block that from happening and keep the ownership there on the island to the people that owned it. Wow! So that's the major conspiracy, right? Is that yeah. the that the state wants to get a hold of all the land so then they can what build more hotels and turn it into just like a, a do what they want a profit machine yeah. and, and get rid of all the people that had house houses there. Yeah. Yeah, that is part of the conspiracy. Which yeah, now I, I'm all sure. of it is ugly, dude. It's it's unfortunate, Look, especially with the crisis. By, like by the way, that's a true conspiracy. So th- some people are gonna are gonna try and add this up and make it sound like, oh, the government caused the fire, therefore, not, I would not go that far at all. But it is true that in emergencies they take advantage. Yep. Every yeah. time they yeah. take I advantage. I mean, to me, that's what's more likely here. I don't. I don't think I, I buy into lasers and fucking. Well, the lasers chart. weird because those photos. I know, were but taken so, yeah, and, but that like, was, what was January. Happening? It was back in January, and so I don't. I mean, I don't buy into. And it, obviously, if there was like real fucking lasers that could do that to us, and they were seeing them in January, I'm sure we would have made a bigger deal about it. So I don't. I don't buy into that. But I 100 percent think that. I mean, mm. that's just that's like they poli- been targeting politics. 101 yeah. is when there's a crisis, you take you you make the most out of it. Totally. Yeah. So for for how well, do I spin this to help me politically yeah. how do i spin this to get money for yeah my yeah. special so that i don't that, and i think that's where the right. why the, the the conspiracy theories get legs is because it seems like oh man the, the, no wonder this happened yeah. because they got all this benefit from it it's like well 
I think something tragically that happens and then they find a way to benefit. You know, these it. politicians have this, is how disgusting it is. They have teams. And when something happens nationally that gains a lot of steam and attention, the teams get together and the job of these teams is to figure out how to put this out to benefit their politician. Yeah. Mm. So like, Oh my God, big fires. Okay. You know what we could do? You've been super pro environment. This has to do with climate change. I want you to go out and talk about blah, 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 blah. So or gross. you've been so anti-government seizure of, 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 of land and you think private citizens should have more power and you believe in small government. You need to highlight how the state might be able to take this over yeah. and you're going to defend the little guy. And then, you know, and it just go down the list and it becomes yeah. this crazy, insane. Have, have you guys thing. ever seen the clip of the guy that's doing the speech where he's, he's a quizzing like the, I don't know where he's at, where the audience is, but he's quizzing the audience on, is this the NFL or the NBA? And he starts, Oh, I love that. Starts listing I knew off. It right, by the way, oh. I knew what he was going to say. So I didn't, right I didn't know where it was. And I really was trying to guess like, God, is that NFL or NBA? And I did not know and that. He talks about like this many people got assaulted. This many rapes yeah. happened. This much oh, abuse. yeah. This like, much domestic abuse happened. This much drug, of offenses. drug offenses. Yeah. yeah. Bankruptcies. Fraud, fraud. Under investigation currently. Like, I mean, and it was like, just maybe like. Maybe NFL, you know, I don't know. Like, yeah, you're kind of going back and forth. And then at the end, he, yeah, he drops, drops a bomb. It, drops and says, this yeah. is Congress. Yeah. It's like. Oh, yeah, fuck, bro. It was bad, though. I mean, it's like crazy. You know what's crazy about that whole thing? Speaking of sports and Congress, um, okay, it's a, it's illegal for a coach yes. or players to bet on games yes. that they're playing or they're in, right? Or refs. It's a conflict of interest. That's right. pretty damn clear, right? right? Didn't, didn't yeah. Pete Rose, didn't yeah. he get, yeah. I mean, he got, he's like a yeah, Hall gambling of Famer. on, yeah, yeah. But he's not in the Hall of Fame for that reason. They took him out yeah. because he was caught gambling on games that it was a conflict of interest. Obviously, it's disgusting. What are you doing? You're playing the game, you're betting against yourself. Like, how, this is obviously bullshit. Congress men and women do this all the time. They bet, uh, aka invest in companies. That they're regulating on or passing laws on. How the hell was that not a you know a, a, a law that was like preventing anybody in Congress from uh, being able to invest in companies that also they're they're creating these these regulations? Well, and I mean, it's very, benefit them. it's very it's like, obvious because all the people making the laws benefit from that. It's, it's, <laughs> it's insanely the obvious. Yeah. It's insanely obvious. Yeah. Like, like yeah. come on. Yeah. All right, everybody, we're going to do a measure here to prevent us from investing in companies we regulate on. Raise your yeah, hand yeah. if you're in favor. Uh, we pass. need to yeah, stop corruption, yeah. but wait a minute. Let me just go ahead and, you know, invest all so, this imagine, I mean, I imagine, pass this bill. I, I mean, I would think that that has to be one of the biggest motivators of becoming a politician at one point is that you know yeah. that you'll you be, don't make money you're public service yeah you're not making it's not a, a, yeah. a, a big paying He's, job do you know that there was a, all the corporate influence there was a page in social media that was following nancy pelosi's investments i know, I know. Yeah. and they would put it out she'd so be other like, people could invest every fucking best investment yeah, her husband was like yeah he could not lose they took him yeah. off they, they wouldn't let this person post anymore yeah. How funny is that? Yeah. But I mean, think think about what a grift that is. You're here you are in Congress and you're like, okay, oh wow, we're about to pass a bill that's gonna put a trillion dollars towards solar panels. Dude. And you know it's gonna pass. It's the most corrosive part of our government. Yeah, boom, I mean, I don't shares. I don't I don't blame the Pelosi's and people like that. They're just playing with the rules that they've been given. Like right. you would too. If that you they were created both yeah, sides, yeah. If you were in that position, that. even if you were that's why I think it gets everybody, because even if you probably if you have some sort of moral fabric, which I don't think very many politicians do, but even if you did, yeah. and that's the way they made the rules, like you would be a moron to to know like you listen right down the hall like 
like, oh, that's getting ready to get passed, and oh, that's going to affect this company and that company. Oh, like, okay. When you're done, actually, all you got to do is show up for these speaking engagements, and then we'll give you millions of dollars to speak. Yeah. You know, because your your speech is obviously that uh, valuable. You know, it's, it has nothing to do with just like you know laundering money to you. Like that's, that has nothing to do with. You it. know what a, a smart politician could do? Although they probably get killed. How smart would this be if you got into Congress? And then all you did on your social media was point out other in people's investments and the regulations that passed. Oh, I find that funny how you voted yes on this and you just bought this many shares in there. And I would just do that all day long Yeah, in my social media and probably die. You would never, yeah, you yeah. would never make it because that's, yeah, no way. Yeah. That's their call hustle. They don't want anybody to mess you with know, that. So-and-so in the face. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's crazy. Anyway, I wanted to cover uh, something that's kind of making the news on a peptide class uh, called GLP-1 agonist. Uh, famously known as semaglutide or ozempic. Yeah. Okay. There's all these articles going out talking about they, they can cause stomach paralysis. Ah, yes, run. yes. This is the, the new fear. I, I see this uh, all over the place. Now. Yeah, it's not, um, it's not, this is, seems to be a, uh, a like media kind of frenzy myth thing because they're really, or false, falsity because it's super popular right now. So GLP-1 agonists do delay gastric emptying. So they do slow down how quick food moves out of the stomach. This is one of the ways it produces the feeling of fullness. Mm. Some people will continue to overindulge and they get the feeling of, of, of stomach paralysis. Oh my God, I, because they're stuffing their face on top of what's mm. happening. Uh. But um, no, this is still unfounded um, that you can actually get this thing called stomach paralysis where your stomach- So stops. it's less to do with the the actual GLP-1. It has more to do with the behavior of the person that's- It's that's the combination of the two and it's the perception, but it's not really- Interesting. What's happening. Okay. Yeah, I I talked to a couple experts on the peptides and they're like, yeah, no, this is a big nothing burger that they're putting out there okay. um, because it's a really popular uh, you know drug that's out there right now that lots of people are talking about because it actually- I mean, it works. People yeah. are losing weight when they're doing. So, yeah. Gastroparesis. That's mm. delayed gastric emptying. But that's not what they're... They're getting this through the peptide and it's actually delaying the release of food, not stopping it. So Okay. Well, yeah. glad you cleared that up. Yeah. So, I guess the shout out then, I'll refer back to uh, this lawyer if you guys want to check him out. He's actually done really good uh, uh, work in terms of lawsuits for, you know, uh, gaining. So when the whole vaccine thing came out where people were losing their jobs, if they didn't do it and all this. So he's kind of part of the, um, you know, the, the, the force that's kind of pushing back and, and trying to, to regain people's jobs and, and, and salaries. Uh, but also for this, this whole, uh, uh, Maui thing, he's, he's, he's doing a whole, like a class action lawsuit. Awesome. Do you think he uses Organifi protein powder? No. Yay. You know does what? He? <laughs> <laughs> you the I sure hope he does because <laughs> we might have forgot that <laughs> my, if he did. My, my my partners in the ads today. You guys just yeah, forget just, all about him today. Well, yeah. Jumping forget about who pays for your Actually, show. I had a story. <laughs> I had a story that I wanted to tell about uh, the, the red juice. Um, it's uh, you know how we use it as a way to um, come off caffeine. Come off caffeine. Uh, the most popular way, and by the way, probably one of the most popular ways I've heard people. Uh, respond to like you utilizing like that as how effective it's been for them. So I, I have another, you know, family friend that this <laughs> successfully worked for um, where they were, they were complaining about how hard it is to come off coffee. And the only thing that sucks when I come off coffee, there's like a week where I feel like shit, but I got to take care of the kids. I got to work. Like, it's almost like I need to go on vacation to go off of coffee. And so I had them stop by here because we always have stock. 
and I gave him the red juice and I said, try this um, and don't drink your coffee and see how you feel. And he didn't, and they're like, oh my God, this is, it's, I, I definitely can tell I don't have the caffeine, but I don't feel worthless. I still feel energy. I still feel good. I don't have the same side effects or whatever. In fact, they might not go back to coffee yeah. as a result because oh, they don't get awesome. the same ups and downs and crashes. Well, those high volume workouts, like this is one of those products too that I'll, I'll definitely take before, you know, one of those long kind of endurance based uh, workouts. It's just like one of those, because like, caffeine only goes so far. It'll That's get right. you cognitively like sharp and everything like that. But in terms of actual, uh, a lot of movement and, and me like trying to keep up and, and keep stamina as helps with that. I that's, agree that's because of the mushrooms, right? That that's what the, the that's rhodiola what's, is probably the, the main reason. That's what's giving you the yeah. stamina feeling. I, right? I, earlier I talked about Soviet studies. Look up the Soviet studies on rhodiola. This was a big herb that they used on their, not just their athletes, but on their military. Oh, interesting. They would give their soldiers rhodiola uh, because they uh, saw that it would make them perform under high amounts of stress uh, more effectively. Huh. Yeah. You give the uh, no. So the guy that I was trying to shout out earlier too early was uh, <laughs> Yoder underscore ESQ. So check him out. There's a company called Eight Sleep that makes a device. It's an intelligent sleep system that is installed onto your bed to improve your sleep. So a couple things it does. It can warm or cool your bed. It monitors the temperature, maximizes your sleep by monitoring things like REM sleep, the different stages. It literally uses artificial intelligence to power features like automatic temperature adjustments, and it personalizes the temperatures of each side of the bed based on your sleep schedule. This is the smartest sleep system on the market. Go check them out. Go to 8sleep, so spell it out, 8-E-I-G-H-T, sleep.com forward slash mind pump. And on that link, you'll save $150 on the pod cover. All right, here comes the rest of the show. Our first caller is Matt from Norway. Matt, what's happening? How can we help you? Uh, hi, guys. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, doing uh, okay minus because uh, I just uh, recently picked up uh, uh, I tore my hamstring. So uh, mm. kind of pain in my glutes. Dang. You know, the Romanian deadlifts with the dumbbells. Oh, yeah. I haven't done them in uh, you know, quite a bit of a time. So... I overdid it the first day, I think. Uh, yeah. Uh, you want to know my question? Yeah, we'd yeah, love yeah. to. Let's hear it. Shoot it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can first say, my name is Mats. I live in Norway. I'm a 23-year-old student and I'm a health and fitness fanatic. And I also have a past of disordered eating and exercising habits that was destructive for me and my health. Uh, I am... Six feet tall and around 114 pounds, so not the biggest guy, as you probably can guess. And um, I'm a true and avid listener of this podcast, listening to every single podcast from episode one to 2144. Wow. That's the last one that came out today. Cool. And uh, we'll give you yeah. a trophy later. So, the question. Uh, I've gotten the message and importance of prioritizing resistance training and using walking as my other movement in order to rebuild myself and increase my metabolism. When I started out my reverse diet, I was at 2,000 calories per day, and now I'm at 28 to 2,900 calories, depending on the day. Uh, not today as uh, I'm injured and I'm barely able to move, so 
I chose to not co uh, continue to increase macros uh, when I'm not able to move at all, barely, because I'm in so much pain. Uh, with plans to increase to 3,000, 3,100, uh, and uh, 100 adding on every single week until I hit a plateau. I've not gained any weight yet because I'm a very active individual, walk a lot, and my metabolism has adapted from being really suppressed and in a deficit for a long, long time. And I'm just, my needs and overall activity levels have increased and energy levels. I work out seven days a week for 40 to 45 minutes at a time following a full body split, roughly three to four sets per body part per day. I do get stronger and leaner at the same weight as long as I eat enough, hit, uh, hit my protein targets and stay consistent. I do not work out to punish myself anymore because it's, but I do it because it's the best way to start my day, increase my energy and to improve my mood and overall productivity. The problem is that in my case, that I get really anxious when I don't hit my macros, steps or workouts to a T. I do love the discipline of working hard, but when something else occupies my time or I get injured, like now, I get really bad anxiety, can't sleep, get digestive issues, etc. I went to therapy for years without this getting any better, so I've decided that the best I can do is to control these factors, so I at least don't have physical ailments like being too underweight, too malnourished, or hurt myself with punishing myself through exercise and rigid dieting. So my question for the hosts are, is it okay to work out four or five minutes per day of resistance training? Or is there another seven day a week way to work out that would be better for me? And is my plan with reverse dieting smart with the 100 calorie bumps per week? And then when I hit a plateau and a level that I'm comfortable with, perhaps decrease activity a slight bit and taper macros for a comfortable level so it's not force feeding but it's not uh being starving myself either yeah matt's really good question um or questions first off i want to say um good job for coming on the show uh and talking about your anxiety and, and you know what you've been working on especially at your age it's a tough thing to do so i know a lot of, a lot of people are going to benefit from this um let me get this straight so your goals are to develop a better relationship with exercise and I'm assuming your goal is also to gain weight based off the fact that you've been uh, strength training and reverse dieting. Is that correct? It's correct. Uh, I feel like my relationship with exercise is quite good because I don't, the, the reason that I do it is not to punish myself, but I got to admit, I hate missing workouts because I just don't feel right when I miss them. Yeah. So uh, I feel like my relationship with exercise is okay, but uh, the struggle is the is the reversing and uh, when to yeah when to end and how much uh, right. weight I need to gain because I'm I'm quite underweight at the moment. You have a at, you uh, have a mile like Matt. You, you have a better relationship with exercise now, but you you have some general anxiety that you're dealing with that you it seems to improve when you're able to work out, but when you're not yeah. able to work out, it feels uh, it doesn't feel so good. Um, the workout itself, how does it make you feel better? Is it because you're able to forget the things that you tend to spin in your head while you're doing it? Or is it this general mood lift that comes from it? Or is it the accomplishing the goal and the progress and, and moving towards something? 
is there, can you point your finger at what it is about the workout that helps with the anxiety? It's moving towards my goal. It's uh, a general mood and energy booster. If I feel down, if I go for a walk or hit a gym session, I always am in a better mood after the session versus prior to the session. So it's a control thing. Yeah. That's okay. So now, and then let's go with the diet uh, before I give you advice. I want a little bit more uh, detail. Why 100 calories uh, per week? Why are you reversing at that pace? Is it, what do you, are you trying to avoid? It's probably hurt us. Fat gain or because you heard us talk to other people trying to do reverse diet. We recommend around that. Uh, both and uh, the fact that the small increments are easier to handle mentally versus going like, I'm going to bulk and they go on. I just increased 500 calories here. Yeah. And, uh, it gets and big bumps in the scale. So uh, for staying consistent, I feel like 100 to 200 is quite a moderate pace. Do you do you feel like if I told you to go up 400 or 500 that it would be challenging for you? It depends on uh, like if you told me to do that now when whilst being injured. Yes, if you told me to bump calories more while being able to move, I feel like. I get to use the fuel for something, not just sit on my ass and feel yeah. sorry for myself because I'm in pain. Matt, you're going to use the fuel if you sit on your ass and eat those calories too right now. So you're injured right now. So it's not like you're going to sit down for the next year. Body needs to recover. Yeah, it needs to recover. And oh. that requires more calories. Uh, the rest is probably going to do you good. I wouldn't cut your calories right now while you're not moving. I would keep them exactly the same. I think your calorie bumps are fine. If you could tolerate bigger bumps, I would do that. I think your your body is uh, would do well with additional calories, additional nutrients. Now, as far as a workout is concerned, you could do um, you could we have Maps fifteen, and you could do the advanced version that will give you about twenty minutes a day, or you could do a two day a week Maps anabolic workout, and then every day find something else to do that gives you that same feeling, and that could be mobility work. That could be yoga. That could be, you know, anything within that health category that gives you kind of some purpose and some drive moving forward on a daily basis, I think is a good idea for you. And it really, yeah. does, you could do MAPS uh, 15 or mm -hmm. you could do, like I said, MAPS anabolic two days a week. And then the other days just focus on things like mobility, stretching and that kind of stuff. And either way, either option would be great. The bumping calories, I think, could go up much more with no issues whatsoever. But you got to play within what you're going to be able to tolerate mentally or psychologically. So if you feel like 500 calories is going to start to mess with your head a little bit, that's fine. We don't need to bump that much. If you're okay with it, though, I would like to see your calories go up to the upper limits of what you can tolerate without starting to feel kind of negative psychological effects. At your body weight, at your height, and what you're saying – I think you're going to, I think you would benefit from the, from the extra calories, even now while you're resting with the, with the torn hamstring. I don't have too much to contribute as far as your, your diet and your training. I don't have a big problem with your strategy or what you're doing at all. I actually don't think that, that that's what this is all about. Um, 
most all of my clients that I've ever had that had any sort of eating disorders uh, had a, a control issue, and and that's yeah, what, I do have a control issue, and so definitely, I I need to the one thing I control can control in my life, regardless of the circumstances, is those two factors. Right. So right, and so we've we've shifted this like uh, obsessiveness of like you know potentially doing harm to your body to this obsessiveness about making sure that you hit all these things. The truth is. If you overate two or three hundred calories one day and didn't the next day, and you missed a couple workouts, you'd actually probably be really good and very healthy, and there's nothing wrong with that. Are you still going to therapy right now, Matt? So are you are you doing anything right now? Uh, I did do that for a long, long time, but nothing changed in my with my minds, uh, with my mind and my thoughts. So it's not uh, it hasn't worked. And I went like four years. Oh, wow. so it's been four that's years. a long. You yeah, didn't, you didn't, that's a long time. You didn't feel like you got anything from the therapist? No, I just feel like I'm still like, I want to be, use my uh, type A go-getter personality to be on point with my steps, with my workouts, with my sleep, with my macros. Like Just, yeah. just hey, like Tristan yeah. Lee, you know who he is. I can relate, dude. I can relate. A lot of, like, a lot of men, you, we need more of a target and a, and, a, and a way and a purpose, and that tends to lift us out of or, you know, if we're feeling kind of shitty. Right. Um, so do you have a spiritual practice, Matt? I like to go on walks and reflect about problems and issues in life, but not like meditation or something oh, like that. Okay. Well, if you're open, I'd like for you to look at Marcus Aurelius. Uh, he's a Stoic uh, philosopher, one of the last great Roman emperors. He's got a good book. It's stood the test of time. Um, I recommend checking it out. I think it might benefit you a little bit, kind of giving you a, a better, it's called meditations and it's uh, a, a very, very applicable philosophy, um, and really helps people feel, you know, kind of find that purpose and that drive in their day-to-day -day life. Um, and it's been around for you know, thousands, 2000 years plus. So check it out. Have you have you ever heard of Marcus Aurelius or the book Meditations? I def definitely heard of Marcus Aurelius, Ryan Holiday, and Mark Manson, and a lot of Stoicism like that. But uh, for me, uh, I have used this uh, OCD-like uh, tendencies as my purpose because I have been. I don't have a job. I have just started going to school, and I feel like. Uh, this journey of recreating, rebuilding myself and uh, getting back to uh, good health is my purpose at the moment. Until I fix that, nothing else matters. Okay. Yeah, I think that's good. I, I, I mean, I do want to commend you that I think you're you're moving in the right direction, Matt. For sure. I think that uh, where you where you came from, what you're doing now, I think is awesome. I think you're heading in the right direction. Um, but I do think that there there's a part of this too that we we want to and I I'm not the person to to tell you how to do this either. Um, but I, there's more here than the exercise stuff that you're you uh, you've listened to every mind pump episode. The stuff the numbers that you're saying with the amount of days you're exercising, the calories you're at, where you're going. I mean, that's all smart. It's all a good strategy. You're you're doing all the right things. You really are. I, I, to me, there's other things outside of the the diet exercise that that you want to be working towards or working on um that's really going to do i you, think do you like to study you. well obviously you do you listen to our show do you like to study fitness and health and the science around it yeah i'll, I'll listen to quite a bit of podcast regarding everything from like biohacking you know the cold 
uh, exposure, heat exposure, blue blocking, to uh, diet protocols, to different types of workouts, everything from like the way Marcus Philly works out, to CrossFit, to powerlifting, oh. to the way you guys recommend working out with the anabolic type and uh, uh, facing from anabolic to performance okay. to aesthetic and so on and so forth. Okay, I got something for you. I want you to find uh, books written at the uh, by the Bronze Era strength athletes. These are books that were written in the early 1900s. Eugene Sandow has some good books. They were written a long time, over 100 years ago. But what you're going to find in there is some lost wisdom that I think you might benefit from. And you're going to read things that you don't necessarily hear today, stuff that's very true and very applicable. So see if you could pick up some of those. You can buy them. I mean, I, I, I bought them the other day on, on Amazon. I don't know what you have uh, over where you're at, but you should be able to get access to them. Are, are, they, are they available on Amazon Kindle nowadays or yeah. just paperback? No, they should be. They should be. Yeah. So look up look up um, like uh, old-time strength books or old-time strength manuals, and you'll read some really cool stuff that was written over 100 years ago on building and strengthening the body that I think that you'll benefit from. In the meantime, I'm going to send you um, our program maps 15 and you can follow the advanced version. It will give you about 20 minutes a day of exercise to give you that daily dose of exercise that you benefit from. And then your calorie bumps. If you want to bump higher, if you think you could do it, go for it. I don't think you should cut your calories when you're right, re when you're recovering either. I don't think you'll benefit from that. I think you'll benefit from keeping them high. Yeah. I, hi, but I, I, I'm very aware of my activity levels when I'm uh, not injured versus injured. Uh, it's like it doesn't work that easily. That's, that's okay. Steps. That's okay, Matt. You could put on thirty pounds of fat and you still be okay where you're that's at. That's also it's also not how it works. Yeah. It's not so black and white. Now, if you were like in if you were incapacitated for like two months, then you would probably adjust it. But you're probably going to be resting your hamstring for what the next two three weeks. Your yeah, that's what the physical therapist said. Yeah, the bumping calories is going to nourish your body. Right. It's not, it's not as simple as like, oh my God, I'm not bringing It'll it up today. The healing process. Yeah. It's not going to, if it, you're going to benefit from it, you're not going to, in the next it, couple, few weeks. It's like a, it's not like a blow up like a balloon in two weeks. No, no, no. you're, you're, you're going to be totally fine. Not only will you be fine, you'll probably recover faster mm -hmm. if you keep your calories high over the next two, three weeks. I hope so. No, no. Because uh, I, I have been injured because it's so boring. You don't have shit to do. Yeah, I know that. It can't That's, work out properly. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You know, Matt's. I, I know you've listened to every episode. I want you to trust what we're telling you right now and just follow us blindly. We're not going to lead you in the wrong direction. I'm going to put you in the forum too. Are you in our private forum? No, I'm okay. not. Uh, is it on Facebook? It is. We're mm -hmm. going to let you in there for free. And I want you to cool. just post updates, ask questions. There's a lot of trainers and coaches in there. And we're in there. If you tag us, we'll be able to see what, you, what you're posting. And uh, let us guide yeah, you. Yeah, you probably keep... I can send some updates, of course. Yes. I let, love perfect. to share my journey. Let us guide you. Let us guide you, Matt. You're you're in such a good uh you have the right idea. Yeah. I wish I could train you myself. You have you're you have the right idea. Stay on this path. You're gonna you're gonna find what you're looking for for sure. It definitely is a journey. Um, but you're gonna have to trust us a little bit right now, even though like what I'm saying might feel like, oh, what do you mean? I'm gonna eat a lot of food, I'm not moving for the next two, three weeks. Trust me, you'll recover faster, you'll feel better if you do so. Yeah, thank you. All right. You got and it, I just want to say thank you for providing such great value and entertainment because uh, from awesome guests to your internal discussions about health, fitness, family, and life in general, 
I've learned so much and uh, from your guys' life experiences. Awesome. Thank Thanks, you. Matt. What are you studying in school, by the yeah. way, Matt? Uh, I'm starting on my bachelor degree uh, tomorrow, actually, in uh, business finances, I think it's called in English, but uh, it's uh, about uh, finances. Yeah. Basically, good for you. Good mm-hmm. for you, man. All right, Matt. All right, thanks, Matt. And, and that's because, and that's because you, Sal, told me about uh, your son going to college, and you don't want to fund him in a stupid degree like history, but something like <laughs> IT or computer, something that it will pay off for yeah. the education. All right. So I Beautiful. think the fina- finances is a great investment versus taking a degree in art or history or something like that. Yeah, right. yeah good. great, great call, good Matt. Good stuff. Thanks, Matt. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you guys for answering my questions. You Have a it, good man. one. You got it, buddy. Thank you. Yeah. See, sometimes I wish I could train. I, I train people, you yeah. know, get yeah. my hands on that That'd kid. Be a good one. Yeah. He's got the, he's uh, growth minded. <laughs> yeah. That is the place to be when you're growth minded. So someone listening might be like, oh my God, he's got a lot of like, you know, he's, there's going to have to be a lot of obstacles, but he has the attitude of growth. Yeah. And that's, why I feel confident that he's probably going to end up. He shifted it more position. towards the positive side, yes. uh, which is, you know, the, the biggest hurdle. And so now it's really about fine tuning what's really best for his body. And, uh-huh. and, you know, and that takes a bit of humility from here to, uh, you know, trust, uh, for what sure. we're talking about. Yeah. I hope he goes down the attachment Adam rabbit hole in that direction. I think that that'll be good. I think that he's a pretty, I mean, I saw his, you know, Ben Greenfield book behind him. Mm-hmm. He regurgitated all the stuff that we've been talking about for years. I don't think he lacks the knowledge uh, for no. exercise and fit. I think he's, what he's doing was fine. Um, and I, I, man, he's already up to almost 3000 calories. That's pretty damn good considering where he came from. So I yep. think he's on track with all that stuff. Um, but it, there, I think something else will continue to surface until totally. he, he gets to the bottom of that. Our next caller is Mason from Oregon. Mason, what the hell, man? How you doing? Yeah. Well, <laughs> you just move in or what? Man, this is so weird. I've never actually seen you guys on video. Oh. So this is kind of weird. Well, anyway, take I've it. always been on go, audio. Go ahead and take a second yeah. to breathe it in. Just drink it in. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. What's your question, man? Okay, so I've been listening to you guys for a while, and I haven't really like started working out or gotten healthy a whole lot. I've just been, I'm 18, so I've just been living and eating whatever my parents make. And I'm trying to get and make my own food. And I'm trying to learn how to get into all this fitness and living healthy and whatnot. And you guys always seem to talk about people who have more like knowledge about all this. So where to start for you? Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out where to start. Are you, are you living with your parents still? Are you moving out, going to school right now? Um, I live with my parents kind of my dad kind of comes and goes because it's his second house okay so uh, he kind of comes and goes are you okay with um preparing some of your meals yeah okay all right so uh i want you to if you can go shopping or have your mom go shopping with you buy yourself some bulk ground beef yeah some rice some frozen vegetables we chicken, call it the thighs. chicken thighs yeah uh, and once a week, get on the grill and make yourself a bunch of food that you could package up. And now you have meals. Very easy way to eat the type of diet you want. Because in your question, it says, you didn't ask us this, but it says you're in a question that you want to build as much muscle as possible, right? Yeah? Okay. So that's step one. Get the ground beef, 
tuna fish, chicken thighs, white rice, potatoes, frozen vegetables, maybe some fruit, and then prepare your meals so that you have your food all week. As far as lifting weights is concerned, do you have any of our programs? Uh, no, I've never really understood what I should get. Oh, MAPS Anabolic. Anabolic yeah. all day. Done deal. Yeah. MAPS Anabolic. Follow the three-day-a-week version. Eat uh, all the all that food that we're talking about. Try and hit about... Uh, 170 maybe, in protein. Yeah, try to eat about yeah. 170, 200 grams of protein a day. So you figure you're going to eat... Let's say you eat four meals a day. Throw you know 50 grams of protein at each one. So it's a nice serving of meat in each one. And you will put on some serious muscle. Like if you done, haven't done it. this before, yeah, it. I I remember trying to coach a lot of my high school athletes, and and they were way under calories, and it was just didn't realize that like you really have to put some effort and intention around that of getting these meals in. So just have having it planned is going to really help you. I'd almost let you eat anything else that you want as long as you hit your 170 grams of protein. I'd keep it that yeah. simple for you. At not this with point. protein, protein shakes. Is though. the yeah. biggest yeah. target no, no. for you. Make sure you say not with protein shakes because sometimes you tell a kid that and they throw a bunch of shakes at themselves. Wait, true. Stay away from the shakes. No, no, no. no. Don't stay away from them, but hit the 170 grams. From food. Whole foods first. Only yeah. use the shakes as an emergency. Like, ah, oh, shit, I didn't hit my, my oh, protein yeah. today, so I'm going to add some protein tonight. It, literally, just if you go after 170 grams of protein every day, and then the other stuff, like, I really would let you pretty much eat what you want to eat as long as you hit your 170 grams of protein and then train MAPS Anabolic at least two to three times a week. That's it. Like, mm -hmm. literally just focus on that for right now. And you're going to see a tremendous, and it's going to lay a solid foundation that we can build on it from there. Mesa, I'm going to tell you, are you working out right now? Um, I'm current. So my dad, I'm trying to get a gym membership, but I'm trying to get it under my parents' business so that I don't have to pay for it. They can write it off, <laughs> yeah. but I'm trying to fight through them getting it and trying to push them to it. All right. Hey, I got one more piece of advice for you, Mason. Go get your own membership, pay for it yourself. I want you now, this is, you're 18, you're, you're, you're a man now. Go out. Yeah, this is what true. you want to accomplish. You want to make this happen. Don't rely on your parents. Don't rely on anybody else. Go get yourself a gym membership, a place that has a squat rack so you can get, you got barbell work. That's all you need. doesn't matter if the gym is small, dirty, old, whatever. You got barbell, dumbbells, adjustable bench, and a rack. You're set. Follow MAPS Anabolic. Hit 170, 200 grams of protein a day. You're 18, 5'11", 170 pounds, it says here. You will gain 15 pounds yeah. of muscle in the next three months if you do that. what I'm telling you consistently. Right. Like, you'll gain between 12 to 15 pounds guaranteed. What will get in your way is if you get shitty sleep or you skip meals uh, every other day. For sure, that'll be the, the hard. You, the hardest thing is going to be hitting the grams of protein every day because it can't sure. be a, I hit it two or three days and then I fuck it off for yeah. four days. Easy like you, to miss. You got to do it yeah, the, every the day. Yeah, the eating part is hard because I eat usually a bowl of cereal and then I eat like four sandwiches for lunch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. And I then know, I, I eat anything. <laughs> okay, so let, whatever let, I can eat. So let, let's break dinner. those two things down and why that's such a terrible strategy for you. Okay, first of all, cereal is just a bunch of carbs and sugar. There's hardly any protein yeah, whatsoever. Like 10 grams of protein so you start your day off, you're already behind, behind the eight ball. You're already having a hard time getting your protein. And then for lunch, you eat a bunch of bread. Which is going to fill you up on yeah. carbohydrates. Slice of and, and most sandwiches, bro, have like four ounces of meat on it. If you go to Subway and get a big ass large sandwich from Subway or Togo's or any of those places, it's four ounces of meat. You need to be eating like eight to 10 ounces of meat when you eat. 
So you need to start your day. And now a great way to do this is like, yeah, let's say for breakfast. You, you, you eat all this, you barbecue or you cook up all this meat that we're talking about, whether it be ground beef in an iron skillet and you just do it in bulk with a bunch of rice. And then for the morning, literally just take the leftovers and crack a couple eggs and scramble it all together in one skillet and throw some cheese and salsa on it and crush it. Like that just don't, don't overcomplicate it. Like ground beef with a, like ground beef that you eat with rice for dinner is great for breakfast with a couple eggs on it and some cheese. Like now you got yourself like this huge protein bomb that tastes really good and it's fast. You literally take it out because you've prepared your meals like Sal's saying and you just throw it in the iron skillet. You crack two eggs on it, scramble that shit up, cook it for literally like three to four minutes and then throw some cheese on it, and now you got a great breakfast. Dude, you eat a couple pounds of meat a day, and you and you work out consistently three days a week, and you make sure you go to bed at a normal time and wake yeah. up at a normal time. That's it. You'll gain 15 pounds of muscle so fast, you'll get stretch yeah. marks at your age uh, and your height and everything. Yeah. But you have to be consistent, like really cons like every day, Saturday and Sunday too, every day. Don't be like, I'm, you know, I'm going to sleep in until noon. Oh, now you're screwed. Because now you're not going to hit those pro every single day for the next three months. Maps anabolic is about three months long. You'll pack on enough muscle to where your parents can be like, "What's going on here? What's happening?" You're gonna get hella chicks, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hella chicks. Taking your shirt off. Everywhere. Don't let that distract you because they're gonna come on fast, bro. Yeah. He's like, yeah. let me close the door. Right uh, I don't want my parents to hear this. <laughs> See what happened? Conversation's getting real. You that or his girlfriend? You that or his girlfriend's out there? Uh, they're just kidding, honey. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I'm currently working right now, so. Oh, I see. Oh, we don't want your boss. Yeah, my. I got my lunch period. So, uh, well, you need that job to pay for that gym membership, so yeah. those don't get fired. So, yeah. go take yeah. literally keep it that simple, bro. That's keep, it. We're gonna send you Maps Anabolic. Go do that. You, you don't need a fancy gym. Just get the most basic thing to get you going. Follow that, and then circle back and right. and, and follow up with us yes, in a few months. So what about my? Should I get like a trainer or whatnot? Because the gym that I go to, it's like. 20 something bucks a month. That's really close to my house. Oh. Uh, yeah, we hear you. Yeah, we, we hear you. Good. Oh, oh, no, you're not. We lost him. Yeah. Well, we can, we can address. He was going to ask about a trainer. Well, fuck. He, I thought he couldn't afford a membership. Yeah. Exactly. yeah, <laughs> exactly. yeah let's start there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, if you, if he could afford a trainer, great. If not, then no. Yeah. Just do what we tell, what we said. That, that, I, that, that's it, man. Hit the protein intake. Eat what you want to eat, train, and, and as long as you hit that. And pe man. people listening, if you're like, if you're this yeah. age and you're it's listening right now, really, I'm like, it's. I swear to God, what we're saying is 100% the answer. The mm. reason why it's so hard is because kids are inconsistent. Yep, and they'll they, do this for three days and then they won't do it for. And three they'll days. do exactly what he just the said. Most important factor: cereal for breakfast, yeah. Yeah. sandwiches. That was actually like that is the. Bro, exact, that's every kid I know. Yeah. That was me. That was me. It was yeah. like, and then yeah. when I started tracking, I realized like, oh my god, there's like no protein in any of these meals. No wonder I was grossly under eating protein. Switched that up, and then it was like, yep. game changer. Yep. So, hundred percent. Our next caller is Stephanie from Washington. Hi, Stephanie. How can we help you? Hey guys, thanks for having me on and taking my question today. Um, I'll jump right into it. Um, I've been working out on and off for the past 10 years or so. Um, I admit I got drawn into it with P90X back in the day. Um, over the last two years or so, I've really taken my resistance training to another level. I've been focusing on improving my strength and muscle growth, um, plus consistency and discipline. I lift about three to four days a week um, for about 30 to 40 minutes total. Um, I'm 46. 
160 pounds. And basically my goal is to become the best, fittest version of myself, um, however long that takes. Um, and that's how I discovered your podcast. It's been a game changer for me on how I understand resistance training, fat loss, and changing my body composition. So overall, even though I've been working out for a long time, I consider myself a newbie um, because of the information I've taken away from your podcast. So thank you so much for that. Um, so anyway, I work out from home with dumbbells and a bench, occasionally some bands, but here's my dilemma. I have a long history of working out um, as a follow along to full length workouts using DVDs, subscriptions, streaming programs, apps, etc. Um, for the past few months, I've really tried to do workouts on my own without having to follow along with the trainer, but I get really demotivated, I rush through it, my form suffers, my timing is off, and I haven't been able to stick with it. Um, I go back to following along to a video, but I know 100% the programming in these videos isn't going to get me to my goals. Um, I have 100% trust in the MAPS programming, but I can't seem to get myself to do it on my own. So I need your advice on how to break this dependency. Yeah, uh, it's going to be one small step at a time. So you, do you have any of our MAPS programs? I bought um, the MAPS starter bundle and MAPS 15 during your sale last month. Okay. Starter has the follow on, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, I believe Starter yep. does have a follow along video in it uh, that you could try watching. Did you try that? Is it is it is it too much? No, I went straight to anabolic. <laughs> I didn't actually go through everything. Okay, because mm. um, I bought it to buy to get anabolic. Mm. Now, when you do maps anabolic, or when you try and you watch the video demos of the exercises, does that not yeah. a, is that not a, not doing it for you? I. I it works in for to get my form correct, but as I'm going through the program step by step and following along with the sheets and the tracker, not so much. I still have this mental blockage that I'm trying to figure out how to do it on a consistent basis. Like if I try it one day, it's, you know, it might work out, but then, you know, I just have this blocker of you know, doing everything on my own, even if I put on music or, you know, something else to watch while I'm working out, it just isn't the way that I've, I've just had a long history of just following along and having, I guess, a little bit of quote unquote social support, even though yeah, it's yeah. just a, a trainer I've never met um, streaming to me through my television. Um, so that's where I'm just trying to figure out like what is the best way or any other tips to, or a program that will really help me um, be more self-sufficient and be able to follow along and, you know, be able to continue to work out at home and, um, and not um, go back to those videos that have programming that I know isn't going to help me long-term. Yeah, I know you've been following these at home and you've been also going through like the previous with P90X. They have like, you know, yeah. somebody kind of directing you from the TV screen. Have you ever worked with somebody actually in person? No, I'm not quite like a gym type person. I mean, it's it's crossed my mind. Um, so apparently I have more blockers than yeah. than um, I probably should. I totally um, get that. I, I, I think though, yeah. in terms of your situation and like uh, realizing so one thing that they can do is kind of structure all that for you. So you can kind of figure out like how the flow of the workouts will go, um, you know, from back to back, like the rest periods, all that kind of stuff. They can kind of like yeah. walk you through that physically. I think just doing that would bring value in terms of then that translating towards how you read 
um, you know, these workout sheets and then you can kind of watch the videos to get a sense of like what you're trying to accomplish with those exercises, but to actually have somebody there, uh, just kind of cueing and, and, and allowing like another set of eyes to, to be able to guide you. I think it'd bring a lot more confidence in what you're doing. How, uh, how difficult are the rest periods for you when you have to rest for two or three minutes between exercises? Yeah, they're not difficult. I set a when I've done them, I set a timer so I'm accurate. Good. I okay. I like with the follow along videos. You know, the rest periods are kind of built in, even though that the trainer is chatting, but you know that they're chatting because yeah. it's the rest period. Whereas when I do the rest period on my own, I set a timer and I'm trying to be vigilant with sticking to the way the program is designed. Mm -hmm. um, it, I'm not having any trouble, you know, overexerting myself or or not having a long enough rest period or short enough rest period. The, so the other, but I do have to set the timer for it. The, so the, the other thing that I would suggest, so one, I think uh, getting you access to our private forum, if you're not in there already, um, so you have a community and there of other people that are kind of going through the same stuff. And even if you don't get a, a personal trainer in person, although I would always recommend that as ah, the, the virtual, best, yeah. a virtual coach for just the accountability piece that yep. you were checking in with on a weekly basis. Yeah, or, there's, there's trainers that'll come to your house too. Mm -hmm. uh, that'll, that'll, that you, so you don't have to go to a gym, but have you tried how long, how, how consistent are you with our podcast? Do you watch us on YouTube or do you listen to us on podcast? I listen on the podcast and I check in on all the topics and then I listen to the ones that interest me for the most part. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm, I, I, do, I check um, every episode, um, but I don't, um, but I'm pretty, you know, with my timing, I, I, I listen to your podcast while I'm out doing my yeah. uh, walking. So I, and we like have that. a lot of people that actually listen to us or watch us while they work out. And it, and it serves as a, almost oh, like a right. motivation. Yeah. yeah. So they'll put, they'll play us. Like we get a lot of people that tag us on social media, uh, when they're watching our videos, you know, our, our podcast. And I would say like 30% of them it's in their gym TV, like their home gym TV. So they'll have us in the background while they're working out. And so they'll, so, and it, because it's fitness related, it's, you know, kind of helps them stay motivated type of deal. It's all in the same kind of space. That's another thing yeah. you could try. Is you can follow. I like of, that idea. I yeah, like it. I was gonna say you can follow one of our programs, and then you can hear us talking in the background, pretend like we're talking to you. And uh, yeah, I mean that's bit. like an easy first step. I mean, because I, you know, it 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 keeps you motivated because it's your programming, and you know the topics are relevant to me. And there's plenty of podcasts for me to go through that yes. I will have no shortage. Yeah. Of plus, content. plus it helps our downloads, so it's yeah. a win-win yeah. for everybody. Exactly. No, and then I, I would combine that with the forum. So I'll, I'll have yeah. Doug give you access to our private forum, and so then you have access to us also. So we can you can check in with us on a weekly basis, letting us know how things are going or if you're having any challenges. So the combination of those two things, I think, would be a, a really good place to start. Totally. Yeah. No, that's great. I mean, it's kind of like the lack of social support that probably is where the videos come in handy for me of course even mm -hmm. strangers yeah. um and no vested interest in my success but at the same time it, it does have a component to my workout that is important to me so you're gonna love the private forum the yeah. forum is an incredible community yeah and stephanie you're you're you know you're on this journey and where you're at is very common for a lot of people as long mm -hmm. as you stay consistent and you really prioritize this you're gonna get through this this kind of roadblock of feeling like, uh oh, I'm going to transition into this other phase of training. But once you get past it, which you will, if yeah. you're consistent, then it's like a whole nother growth period. And then you'll run into another block because this is a journey and we always, you're going to the, the your entire life. 
mm-hmm. but this is a very common one that I've heard uh, from people. So, so well, that's good to know because I listen to the podcast and I hear people going through all your programs and I'm like, how do they do this? How do they <laughs> succeed in all these programs on their own? And I'm like, I need to be these people. I need to know how you're, this gets done. You're more you common. Yeah, you're actually you more be. common. When I would train clients, more people were like you than than, yep. than people who would say that they work out too much or follow all our programs. So. Is, that, uh, is that Yosemite National Park on your shirt? Is that, uh, is, no, it's it looks a, like Half Dome from here. It does. It's a North Face brand bear <laughs> that's <laughs> intertwined into a um, a nature scene. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's Half Dome. All right, does, does that, that look like yeah, Half Dome? It, it looks it's like very half dome. Yeah, yeah, I think that's yeah. Half Dome yeah. for sure. Yeah, that looks, and there's trees there too. I can see green. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> thank very, you. Very observant. All right, Steph, yeah. we're going to see you in so the. We'll see you in the forum. Make sure you say hi. Okay, great. Yeah, thank you again for taking my question. This has been really helpful. So I appreciate your help and and. I feel less alone now, so thank you. Awesome, thank right, you, we're right there with you. Thank you. One of the one of the, the the downsides of doing the podcast is we have so many people that listen to stuff. Like every time I talk to someone, I want to help you. Yeah, yeah I can't help everybody the same way. <laughs> yeah, that I used to. It kind of sucks. Just want to take them in. Yeah, yeah. but I th- I think I'm glad uh, the suggestion of listening to the show while she worked out uh, resonated. We have a lot of people that do that. Um, it's true that listen to the show while they work out, and that's the time that they save for the podcast. So, I mean, it wouldn't be for me. I like music in the background. I wouldn't be able to work out to you guys talking, but, um, yeah, it kind of brings in a bit of a social element to it, which I think it it does kind of, uh, people get feel like a little bit of accountability and they feel a little more empowered. That, that I think it's the accountability. That's what, at least that's what people have told me. It's just when I'm, when they're listening to their podcast, it's like they're, you know, we're, we're their coaches, yep. you know? And so it makes them feel that they need to stay on their workouts, yeah. which is a bad thing for us for downloads. And they're still learning. People yeah. are inconsistent with workouts. Our, <laughs> our, our downloads tend to do that. That's the real reason why oh, we're trying man. to be consistent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Our next caller is Nick from South Dakota. Nick, what's happening, man? How can we help you? Hey, guys. So, first off, just want to say thank you. Um, this is pretty surreal, and I just hope you guys know how much you do for the fitness industry and just normal people like me that like to listen and get a good laugh out of you guys. Oh, thank right you. on, dude. Thank you. So, my question is, what's appropriate to do like on trigger days? So, I was the typical... So, a little background. I used to play AAA hockey which is a pretty high level of hockey. So I'm very, I'm the person to go get them. And so I used to lift about six or seven days a week. And then I switched to anabolic. Um, I'm on phase three, just started that Monday. And I really like it. I like the whole full body because that's not something I ever trained before really, except for when I played hockey and then football. So I guess my question is, um, what is like, okay to do on trigger days and like i walk about eight or nine miles a day so i was just wondering what was all appropriate for that to start building muscle and strength again yeah what's your main goal nick what are you trying to do i'm trying to build strength and muscle right now so my i graduate in december and then i plan on going to basic training so i'm gonna have to start running as well because you have to run at basic so I planned on running anabolic and then uh, performance mm-hmm. yeah. once I was done with yeah. anabolic be, and then going to basic. You'll, you'll be fine with yeah. uh, with basic, with your athletic background. Even if you went in there cold yeah. with no yeah. running, you'll, you'll pick it you'll up. You'll no quickly. Yeah, yeah. easy. Uh, okay. Three trigger sessions a day, just like the program says. You want to keep walking? You can keep walking. There's nothing wrong with that. Low intensity though, bro. It's, yeah. it's, not, three, not- it's three short trigger sessions a day. It should last about eight to 10 minutes each. And all you're doing is getting a pump. 
That's it. Just get a pump. Squeeze, yeah. Don't get, don't make it work out out of it. Don't make it burn on that stuff. You're trying to facilitate recovery and maintain an anabolic signal. You're not trying to break muscle down. So you just get a pump. That's it. Yeah. And that's going to be the discipline because I overdid it the first time when we uh, developed this, this program and I was going ham uh, with rubber bands. So you just got to like really you know, consciously make sure that you're not going too intense with it and, and allow for, for it to reveal. Yeah. You're just trying to get a little pump. You should not get sore. You should not break a sweat doing it. It should be that easy. It's literally that easy. It's recovery. And you do three of them a day spread out throughout the day. So morning, afternoon, evening, that's your trigger day. Okay. Yeah. Um, I guess I'm just the type of person to like, if I'm not sore, I'm not yeah. feeling it. Yeah. Or like, I feel like I haven't accomplished anything, if that makes sense. Yeah, right. That's the reason why I said what I said. When you have an athletic background like yourself, like Justin, you have a tendency to want to do more than what's necessary. And what you don't realize is not only is, is that not better, it's worse. You would have been better off probably doing nothing than to overtraining like that. Like more is not always better. And especially in a situation like this where we're trying to increase calories, build muscle, build strength. You just want to. You just want to touch yeah. the the trigger session. Yeah, you're trying to build, so you need that recovery. That's where all the the magic happens. So it's a totally different mindset shift. Um, you know, you're not you're not trying to perform uh, for some sport. What you're trying to do is build muscle, and so you need to allow your body uh, that time and feed it uh, appropriately, so you can so you can get on that building. Yeah, look, process. do you want you want to get sore? Or do you want to get jacked? That's it. Yeah. I all right. Get jacked. There you go. Um, my next question. Can I ask another quick question? Of course. So then what would like the nutrition be like then? Like how many calories or how should I determine how many calories I should be eating? Well, if you're trying to gain weight, whatever you're eating now, you got to figure that out. Track your averages. So I would track it for a little bit. Go ahead. I I do track. So I'm about like 32, 3300 right now. And I really haven't been able to put on much. Yeah. Yeah. 35 to 36. Yep. I'd get it up to like 3,600 calories a day. You could probably add, I would throw a shake on top of what you're eating. Cause that's a lot of food. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I started listening probably eight, 10 months ago and I've just been listening backwards. So I'm like, I think back to like 2020 and I hear you guys say whole natural foods and that's what I try doing. So, well, that's, that's true. That's true for everybody. But when you're eating 3,200 calories of whole natural foods, I mean, look, unless you can eat another three, 400 yeah. calories of food, then do that. But it might be hard. Yeah. In which case, a shake, like a smoothie with peanut butter and milk and, you know, protein powder would probably be an easy way to do that. What'd you have for breakfast and lunch today? Or when I at lunch? Um, I'm eating my lunch right now because I'm on my break for work. But I had six eggs, um, a chicken sausage. Okay. Uh, made that into a wrap with a couple of cuties. And then I made a quick PB&J before I came to work. Okay. All right. Could be better about the PB&J. But what's, that's for lunch? Your, what's lunch? What do you got for you lunch? You said PB&J. No, no, that was before. Oh. So I made up some chicken the other day. So then I split that up into stuff. Um, got the vanilla Greek yogurt, uh, light, and then got a protein bar and two wraps out of that chicken. Okay. Oh, you're killing oh, yeah, it, bro. bro. You're yeah, doing yeah. good. You'll you're be good. good. Yeah, hey, yeah. listen, after MAPS Anabolic, you should follow MAPS Anabolic Advanced. Do you have that one? I do not. Oh, you'll love yeah, that one. Let's get you that I'm going to send that to you. You're going to love that one. Awesome. Thank you, guys. You Thanks not- for... Uh, just everything as well. Like you guys talk about fatherhood and everything. So, and you, you guys made up or didn't make it up, but set some crazy statistic. That, like, All right. When I was going to, you're a teenager, you spend like 90 plus time with uh, your dad or uh, your yeah. parents. 
So yeah. I think that was you that said that, Sal, because you come up with a lot of statistics like that. But that made me every morning, my dad and I go for about a two and a half mile walk before we eat breakfast together. And then we'll go for about a two mile one after supper at night. Wow. That's, all, that's, that's awesome. That's, that's, that's awesome. That's good. Hey, what's, it was actually that, me, but we give Sal credit for most everything. Adam <laughs> says a lot of things, but people don't, don't remember. Hey, are you, what's in the background there? Is that a mountain? What? No, it's a no. That's just uh, no, 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 no. Above, above that. What is that? Above that, it looked like there were mountains back there. That's what is that? Like shingles? Clouds. Oh, that's just clouds. Yeah. Okay. Clouds. Never mind. Sells high as Never mind. Wow. <laughs> no, yeah. No, 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 no. All right. Uh, uh, nothing okay. exciting. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. Hey, Nick. Thanks for thanks for calling in, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Way to be a good. Thank son, you guys too. for taking my call. You got it, bro. Thank you, bro. Take it easy. Yeah, I, I did come up with that. Bullshit. <laughs> I don't know. That's what he said. Oh, it doesn't yeah, matter. Does that's it? what the people are hearing. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, you brainwashed everybody. It was a smart thing. It must have been Sal who said it. I'm no, sure. no, I'm sure, no. I'm sure. Hey, hey, how nice is it to hear uh, when people say stuff about the fatherhood stuff? I love that. Yeah. That's Man, my, that's, that's my great. Favorite. That's dude. my favorite. Oh, I love that so much. But he's going to be fine. Jesus. Oh, no, he's doing I good. Know. You know, so great to see the contrast when we talk to the other young man who wants to build muscle right now, right? Who had cereal and then sandwiches yeah, for, he just had for lunch. Idea. Yeah, that's just that, that, and that's the typical like eighteen to twenty year old trying to build muscle like so off on like his his protein. But what that kid was eating was was perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he's good. He's gonna be he's yeah, gonna be he's solid. On point. Yeah, excellent. Look, if you love the show, head over to mindpumpfree.com and check out all of our free fitness guides. They're free. And they're awesome. Go check them out. You can also find all of us on social media. Justin is on Instagram at Mind Pump Justin. I'm at Mind Pump DeStefano, and Adam is at Mind Pump Adam. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at MindPumpMedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump. <laughs>